And we're back live again on a rare Sunday. Yeah. I think this might be the first Sunday we've ever gone on the podcast. <laughs> I think so. I might have done one Sunday with Mitchell, but right. I don't think we've ever done a Sunday. Not here. that I know of. Uh, oh, Mitch is my it's brother usually during for the anyone week. who doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's usually during the week or, again, yeah. Saturday. Sometimes typically. early in the week. It kind of depends on when we're free. Today just works out. And after that game, which seems to be after every Capitals game, the season we, we won the podcast the next day <laughs> just because those games have just been that fun, right? Um, we'll obviously get into that because I have a lot to say on that game. Yeah, th- there it is was a, a lot fun game to... to miss, and unfortunately, Jeff, yeah, he may have missed it. I did miss it because I worked last night from 7 p.m. to 5 30 this morning, yeah. Um, so it, it was definitely we've all been there. I missed <clears throat> uh, the last year the games against the Lightning where the Flyers came back. Where they were getting yeah. destroyed and they came back. Yeah. Still lost. Both times they came back. I missed both those games. Damn. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's, it's so funny because we were talking during my break last night and everything. And you're saying, wow, it seems like you always miss like rival games or yeah. anything there's, like that. There's always a game you miss. You're like, I can't miss this game. But I have to miss it because of like, work. It. Like nine times it's out either ten, work, some family thing, yeah. or something along those lines. Right. And then you miss a very fun game. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And like game. literally nine times out of ten, Mitch's I, was a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, when the Flyers played against the Blues, and it was just it was the injured Flyers, and it was the Provorov show, and Provorov shut down the Blues. Remember that game? Oh my gosh, Dude, we're going way back. Um, that was two years ago. This is two years ago. Yeah, I think I think it was his oh, rookie year. Oh gosh, because um, remember it was a very uh, injured prone Flyers. I know. I think Mark Alt was still on the team. Oh my god, we're going way back. Mark Alt, wow. It was that was a really fun game to watch, and that was one Mitchell missed. Yeah, and it was just not. A fu- it was a fun game to watch because it was the Provorov show. He shut down Tarasenko. He was just that good. Yeah. Granted, it was. Back in the time, a little couple years ago, when the Blues were kind of falling out, but still right. okay, good. Kind of. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't remember that game specifically, but the fact that Mark Alt was on the team that says how it far says something, and yes. it also shows you how injured that team was. Right. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't remember exactly. I know it was, <clears throat> I think, 2017. That sounds about right. Uh, but that was a fun one. I remember watching Mitch missed it. Yeah, because um, he was somewhere. I forget where. All right, so but we back do. To, yeah, back uh, to today's to podcast. podcast. <laughs> um, I think we uh, honestly, I think we have a pretty good amount to talk about. Yeah, good amount. Um, uh, uh, as usual, around the league. Around the league, uh, I think more uh, so. Surprisingly, a lot of Flyers talk. Yeah, this is going to be probably <clears throat> majority flyers, flyers talk, and more so Flyers in regards to the playoffs. Right, and. Um, also, this is something we decided literally like a last minute add in. We're going to talk about Claude Drew's legacy yeah. as a member of the Philadelphia Flyers. Because he made it to the 800 club. He did. 800 points. He got it last yes. night. And, and that must have been a huge thing off his shoulders. Oh, absolutely. Not just that. He got three points. Mm-hmm. He, he was at 797. You have to put this out here, too. Yeah. I, I hate that I have to do this, but it was at the end of the game. Yeah. Technically garbage time, but he did get the points. Right, but the, no, I'll take it. None of the, nonetheless, <clears throat> it's gonna start. You're gonna see a more, yes, uh, productive 
right. Claude Giroux. Exactly. And, and and I don't want to talk about this right now because we'll I... We'll get into it. Exactly. We'll get, we'll in, get, we'll into, get into it. We'll get into just a little preview. Exactly. Later on. Uh, so we'll just go into around, around the league, league stuff. And this actually broke, I think, either last night. Uh, Chris Pronger is getting his jersey yes. retired. His 40, number 44 with the St. Louis Blues. Yes. Uh, forever one of my favorite defensemen ever. Oh, my God, yeah. Simply for the same reasons why I love Couturier and that <laughs> he just pisses people off. Yeah. The for different reasons. Not for the... <laughs> yeah. Not so much as like a Brad Marchand pissing pe- right. people off, but he was notorious for pissing people off. He yeah. was a great defenseman that just pissed people off. Absolutely. The uh, For Flyers' sake, just in that 2010 playoffs. Yes. Every time they'd score, he'd just take the puck. Yes. Well, it was just at, at the end of the game, end of game, the game two and three. Yep. Or one and two, I should say. Yeah, he'd just take um, the puck. And it just pissed everyone off for some reason. Yes. So he just kept doing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, former teammate Al McKinnis surprised Pronger with the news during a season ticket holder event, uh, according to uh, NHL.com. Uh, just an hour before the Blues game against the Dallas Stars. Uh, when talking about uh, this and everything, Pronger told com, quote, you look at the names that are up there, the Blues greats from Bobby Plager and Gasoff to Bobby Federko uh, to Brian Sutter to Holy to Al, you look at the names up there, they're synonymous uh, with the St. Louis Blues, and to be up there is very special. The days for the jersey retirement has yet to be has uh, not yet been determined and will be announced after the release of the 2020-2021 schedule. Now Pronger will become just the eighth player in franchise history to have his number retired by the Blues, joining Al McKinnis, who's number two, Bob Gasoff, number three, Bob Plager, number five, a lot of Bobs, uh, Barclay Plager, number eight, Brian Sutter, number eleven, Brett Hull, number sixteen, and Bernie uh, Federico, number twenty-four. Um, Looking back at his time with the Blues, and uh, yeah, during his nine seasons, actually, he played in 598 regular season games, 356 points, which were 84 goals, 272 assists, and 931 penalty minutes. He's a four-time All-Star as a Blue, and he finished in the top five of the Norris Trophy, voting five times. Back in 2017, he was named one of the NHL Greatest one, uh, sorry, one of the 100 greatest players by the NHL. So, uh, congratulations to yeah. Chris Pronger. Very, very, very well deserved. Very well deserved. It's very unfortunate how his career ended. It, it still frustrates me to the point. And the best part is he started his career, his career with the Hartford Whalers. Yes, it's first I two years. Uh, I I will say this, kind of looking back at Pronger's career and everything. It really, really sucks because the Flyers fans only got to witness his greatness for two years. Yeah. And then maybe, like, uh, not even, like, three weeks into the 2011-2012 season. He played 13 games that year. Yeah, thir- exactly. 13 games. After the year before, they only played 50. But still, it's... But here's the even crazier part, because... It just sucks, man. The years were f- prior... The last year in Anaheim, which yeah, 08-09, That's when they won, right? Oh, uh, seven was when they won. Right. Uh, it was he was 06, still on that 07. team. He was still on that that Ducks team when that won. Yes, but his last his last year with the Ducks and the year before and the first year with the Flyers was the only time he played all eighty two games. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow, I I honestly would have never have guessed that. Mm-hmm. 
I really then, thought he would have had some like Iron Man streak going, kind of like Ivan Provorov when he put up 300 straight career games recently. Yeah. He's never missed a game. But then after that one, he just kept getting hurt. I know. But, well, but so I he will. To, he was also, when he got to the Flyers, he was 35. Right. But I will say this, uh, during his time in his career, or especially earlier on, he did deal with a lot of he injuries. Was, his first year in the Philadelphia, he was fifth in the Norris voting. Yeah, again, another, yeah. His second year was 10th in the Norris, 23rd both years for the heart. Yeah. That was what the Flyers got out of him. All-star both times with the Flyers. But, yeah, no, for Pronger, though, he, he was a force of nature. Um, all... I'll always remember his his mm-hmm. playing style, and he just perfectly Noel, fit the the Philadelphia Flyer mentality. Would have loved it if you saw Pronger more, if he wouldn't have gotten to stick to the eye and never yeah. everything. He would have played a little longer. Was to see him and Timonen continue to be a pair together. Absolutely, that I that is hands fan. down one of the biggest things. I wasn't a big fan of obviously Pronger Carl. That wasn't my favorite eh. favorite, but when it Push came to shove those two they, they, as a they shutdown were, pair were yeah. great. I'll put it this way. Kind of like uh, Sean Gatorier for Chris Pronger himself, he was one of those players that just whoever he played with made them better. Yeah. For Gatorier, same thing, th- especially this year, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter who uh, AV is sticking I him who with, I think it might have been just again, get better. I think it might have been Dave Isaac, but someone tweeted out how um, – in the locker room, they're saying Kateri, they're referring to Kateri as Dr. Kutz. I did see that. Because he <laughs> helps anyone who is struggling. And yes. again, that happened last night. Again, so we'll get to that later. But Can he play with Goss' bear? <laughs> whenever they're on the house together, sure. Yeah, right. Um, um, but, yeah. yeah, so Pronger, though, it's such a – so. and here's the other thing. and Because I, I kind of want to talk about this very briefly before we move on. So when Pronger went down, obviously that hurt for the Flyers, and for the next at least three, maybe four years, their first round picks were nothing but defensemen because they were trying to replace Chris Pronger. So now that they have all these defense, so here here's the other thing, though. What if and I'm playing the what if game? What if Chris Pronger never took that stick to the eye from Mikhail Grubowski? How much longer would not only the Flyers have him for, but also how many of these defensemen do you think would actually still be on this team? Unfortunately, his contract had him gone for a long time right. after that. But because I think Flyers. Um, but time. the other thing is, because well, I'm, I'm saying because do you think they would have I drafted think, either Sam Marin, Travis Sanheim, or more oh, importantly, Ivan Provorov? I think they would have absolutely just just because he was older. Right. I think they would have still Drafted okay, down. that's interesting. I never really thought about that, but I, now that I'm actually hearing it from you, I think that's because actually exactly. You can't right. really expect him to go much farther because when you got him, he was 35. But even if he doesn't get the stick mm-hmm. to the eye, he might because even before then he was having a pretty injured season. Right, be- because so he's dealt only, with a lot of concussions over time. Yeah. So uh, I would have said maybe he had another year or two of greatness. Okay, before he started slowly but surely declining. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll accept that. I'll accept that. Uh, but, you know, because I just want to ask that you question. Can't, he played for 18 years. I know. And, and that's that's very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. It's not easy at all. Uh, but, so, again, congratulations once the again. The crazier part is is that one of the defensemen that was drafted in that, I think, unfortunately, has been compared to Chris Pronger. Mm-hmm. Sam Warren. Yes. 
Yeah, it uh, for because I remember a couple years ago I did ask Morin uh, when he was with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms and everything, um, you know what it was like being compared to to Chris Pronger, mm-hmm. and, and this is actually I remember vaguely, uh, or not vaguely, uh, pretty specifically actually. His response was that because uh, this is again this is after Pronger's announced going to the Hall of Fame and everything. He said, oh, oh, you know, Chris Pronger, he's a Hall of Famer. Like, mm-hmm. He's like, I don't think I'll ever get to that point. Or Basically, he, short, long story short, he wasn't comparing himself no. to Pronger because how can you compare yourself to Pronger? Because uh, I was more so asking him, you know, what does he think personally about the comparisons, right. uh, about like the, the rumors and everything that they're comparing right. him to Chris Pronger. And he's like, I well, guess you could also say, how do you, how would you model your game? Right. Would it be similar to a Pronger or would it be similar to, say, just because he's giant, Zidane Chara? And that's exactly, and I was really hoping you were going to go there because that's exactly what he said. He said he was hoping and he tried his best to model his game after. Big Z, Zidane Chara, another um, quality defense. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that that I found uh, very absolutely interesting, Hall of Famer. Once he, oh, for sure, first ballot, no doubt. Twenty fifteen, Pronger was inducted. To the yes. Hall of Famer. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Uh, quick scoreboard update. Uh, I thought it was one one. Juan Juan. But clearly not. It's, uh, it, it's one nothing still Detroit over Boston right now in the second. It appeared that Brad Marchand scored, must have been but I guess it got waved off. So it's still one nothing. Boston's currently on the power play. We'll keep you updated throughout the podcast. Um, that does technically. Oh no, it doesn't. Never mind. They can separate themselves from first going playoff wise, right? Because the Capitals lost last night. If they would have won, they would have been a point behind Boston. Boston right. now, if they win, if they were to come back and win this game, um, that gives them 82 points on the year, easily the first in the league. But then you have – because at this point, you also have to, not for playoffs' sake, not just wild card and everything, but also the top. Because the top also kind of depends on who you're playing. Yes. Wild card-wise. And don't look now, but – Tampa Bay is only five points behind Boston. Yeah. How Two points that? behind Washington. Yeah. They are They're heating up 8-1-1. One one. One. They've won six straight. So has Boston. That's going to be a really fun game when they play each other next. Honestly, I doubt we would get it unless it's the second, maybe even third round. Yeah. But I would love to see a Boston-Tampa Bay playoff series. Because we did get one a couple years ago. We did. If I'm not mistaken, Tampa Bay easily manhandled Boston. But I think now Boston could make uh could give Tampa a run for their money if they were to meet in the playoffs. Boston? Yes. I don't know. It depends what Boston you're getting because... Because that's going to be just going to be a hard series, right? And unfortunately, it's going to wear the team this out. This is teams out, as you say. I say this because thanks to Stevie Y and Stevie Y when he was in Tampa Bay, and since then I forget who their GM is offhand. Off uh, top of my head, I can never pronounce. It's Julian something. I can never pronounce his first name. 
It's like Grace Boys. Yes, that's exactly who it is. Because um, I just looked it up. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're more. De- they're they have more depth. Oh, I think for they sure. have better goaltending. I think they have a lot better uh, offensively, yeah. which makes it so much harder for Boston to kind of have to defend against. Right. Easily, you're gonna put Bergeron against Stamkos, Stamkos Point, and uh, Kucherov. Kucherov. Yeah, but they're a lot deeper than that. Right. They have Again, other great players. That Tyler Johnson, Anthony Sorelli, Alex Kalorn, who I still think is honestly one of the best four checkers in this league. Be- and he's just such a dominant forward. It's unreal. Yanni Gord, if you want to put it Yanni in there. Yanni Gord, absolutely. And it's just, I don't know how. Uh, honestly, I think Tampa Bay has the best scouting in the NHL. I do. Honestly, it was Chicago. It even back for when it was... Yasmin, they smartly went differently from every other scout because every right. other scout they're looking Canada, they're looking America, or they were looking Canada Americans. They went Europeans. Europeans, yeah. Which I think more is where some of the better prospects have come out, especially absolutely. Lately. Even though now it's kind of seems back to America and yes, and Canada. Uh, we'll say so North USA, America. Yeah, I think as um, I will made, say that so. Before, so so during this decade, this actually, oh, now last decade, it was almost all Chicago for the best scouting. Yeah, I even talked to there's uh one or two scouts I managed to talk to uh from Chicago, and honestly, I I couldn't help myself, but I had to compliment their scouting because it's like how can you not? Their scouting was unbelievable. How about this? The, the guys that they found, the Pan, you know Panarin, there's Alex DeBrinket, there's all these guys that they found, it's like, how are you doing this? Do you think in Sh- Sh- uh, Kevin Shattenkirk is benefiting them? Yes. Because look at this year. Absolutely. 2019 20. He already has stats. He's tied for points wise. He's tied his last year's total with the uh, Rangers. Seven goals, 21 assists for 28 points in 52 games played. Last year was the most points he's gotten in New York. Uh, and 73 wow. games, two goals, 26 assists for 28 points. The year before, only 46 games because I think he was traded halfway through. No, sorry. I guess he must have been hurt or something because only 46 games, but five goals, 18 assists for 23 points. For a guy that they got pretty cheap, yeah, 1.75 mil. For one year? For how little cap space they had to really work with. That's a steal. Yeah. And I thought even when they got him that it was either a win. It, I thought it was kind of a win-win because only one year. And worst case, you just have him put on the press box. Sure. Um, I have but my own thoughts on Shattenkirk, but I want to hear yours first. On best case, it's potentially old, potentially Shattenkirk, or you just try to get the offensive Shattenkirk because you already have McDonough and Hedman who can pro- provide you the better defense. For when you need it. That's fair. And so far, even though this uh, Tampa Bay took a couple, like, month or so to kind of get going, now they're really going. And they have... They have nine picks this year. They have two first-round picks. Yeah. And two fourth-round picks. Yeah. And two sixth-round picks. Uh, Also, there's a conditional first-round pick from the Canucks. If the Canucks do not make the playoffs this year, 
the 2020 first round pick will transfer to the 2021 first round pick instead. Do you know what's funny? We're when this first happened with the JT Miller trade, and then uh, I'm going to talk about that really quickly. Then I'll jump to my thoughts regarding uh, Tampa Bay with defensemen. They're first in the Pacific, Vancouver. Well, well that's what I was going to say. So when this trade happened with that conditional first round pick, and we saw the condition of if the Canucks do not make the playoffs, we thought, "Oh my God, that's not going to happen." Look at the state that they were in. There's no way that was going to happen. But now I didn't think it was going to happen because I thought there was. Oh, I I knew it, it wasn't going to happen. But looking looking at but where they are, the West isn't as great. Oh, they're so even. Right. That's why this can happen. That's why they can come here and. Take the Pacific. Yeah. Only a point. Um, Only a point separates them, but, but it's still... Well, one, I love... Again, I always love seeing new teams or old teams that haven't made the playoffs in a long time back in the playoffs. And two, I love seeing young talent like Elias Patterson, like Quint Hughes, like Thatcher Demko in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Because right now, in the Pacific, for your and the West, really, because you have five teams in the Pacific that would make the playoffs. Um, actually... Yeah, I think they have. Quick check if we can. Or not Twitter. Never mind. They have. It's Vancouver or Winnipeg as the second wild card. Yes. Uh, but still, because um, Arizona isn't that far out. No. 61 points. But you have Calgary in there again. Vegas, who I think is just going to at some point take run the, away the, with it. Take the division. Just because sure. I think they're just that good. Yeah. Um, and then you have Edmonton and Vancouver getting caught, potentially getting Connor McDavid back in the playoffs. Yes. For the first time since his rookie year. It was Hard not his rookie year. It was? Second, Second year, year maybe. sorry. Yeah, he was hurt. Because I, I want to say he was captain by the time that they uh, went into the playoffs. Or something like that. But, um, but no, going back to Vancouver, though, uh, I really didn't think that they would be in the position they are today. So again, very happy for it. But at the time, I was like, "It may." Oh, yeah, like, you're right. Sixteen, seventeen. Woohoo! Um, but I was like, "There's," I was like, "There's just no way." But um, but still, since the second year, yes. Uh, but anyway, so going back to Tampa Bay though for mm-hmm. Shattenkirk. So besides Kevin Shattenkirk, they have Victor Hedman, Ryan McDonough. Uh, Your two the, favorite Flyers, former defensemen. Well, I'm talking about guys who can actually score. Uh, Mikhail Sergachev. And honestly, you could almost argue Eric Cernick. Uh, I don't know about, don't know much about Cameron Gons. I'm shocked that they still have Luke Shen and Braden Coburn. Um, they brought in Braden Coburn this year. <laughs> huh? They brought in Braden Coburn this year. No, they've had him, sorry. They yeah, I was Luke like, Shen. they brought in Shen. Um, but anyway, so the fact that you add Shattenkirk for such a cheap deal... My God, for that that it's, little of a price, a that's a complete steal. That's like the that's val- what you were saying before um, a, a while ago. I think when you're just doing a deep dive yeah. on the Lightning and how playing in New York, yeah, the big stage, kind right? Of. And for Tampa, well, so so, so again, I, I'm I'm so glad that you remember that because that that was kind of the point I was trying to get to because. Um, for in New York, it's the Big Apple, you know, Madison Square Garden. Not only that, back then, Kevin Shattenkirk was their go-to guy on defense. Here in Tampa, he definitely kind he's still up there, yeah. but he's not the star like Victor Hedman, Victor Hedman, Ron McDonough, a young, a young absolute stud, and Mikhail Sergachev. He's a top four defenseman here on this Tampa team, but he's not the go-to guy. 
And what also helps, as Flyers fans can attest to, he doesn't have a massive useless contract. So the fact that Julian Brisbois got him on a one-year 1.75 mil deal is an absolute freaking steal. We're seeing the Kevin Shattenkirk of the old Kevin Shattenkirk. We're seeing him from the Saint Louis Shattenkirk. He had in 16-17, the year he uh, was traded to Washington. Yeah. Uh, I forgot he went to Washington. Yeah, for a year. Or not ah. even. Yeah. Uh, for the remainder of a year. Uh, he put up 56 points. Wow. Combined between his time in St. Louis and Washington. He only put up 14 points in. In 19 games for Washington, that's not bad. But I think, uh, I guess the Rangers were hoping for more from him, which I guess you were if, when you see his stats previously. Mm-hmm. And he is only 31. Yeah, I know. Which He's still very, very st- young. And hockey standards, that is kind of, for kind me, of old, but you are getting towards the back half of your career, but you're still in your prime. Right. And you're not even in the prime in that you have to be a shutdown defenseman first pair. You don't have to be that, especially on the Lightning. And uh, and New York, you had to. Yep. And New York, you had to because they, well, yeah. Is that when they still have McDonough? Or is that when they got rid of him? Um, that's a good question. Because they got, they got rid of McDonough. Oh, God, I got to see this. Uh, I want to say fifteen sixteen. <laughs> I typed in Ryan. The first thing that pops up, Ryan McDonough trade. Oh, wow. I lied. This is back in 2018 that they got this deal done. 17, 18, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, um, so, that yeah. would be... 17, 18, they had just gotten... McDonough. McDonough. Or just traded away McDonough to Tampa Bay right, 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 right. and brought in Shattenkirk. I thought they already had Shattenkirk. Shattenkirk went to the Rangers 17-18. Oh, um, it had to have been around the same time then. Hold on. Hold on. I got to get a cat friendly now. In 17-18, he started uh, the first 49 games with the Rangers. Great history. Here we go. Last 14, he was on Tampa Bay in 17-18. Okay, so... Yeah, they traded him at the they traded him at the deadline, McDonough. Okay, so yeah, so McDonough was at the deadline for Shattenkirk. Shattenkirk was the whole year. Yeah, because he was traded the year before to Washington, and then uh, as a free agent, I think he went to the Rangers, who then. Okay. Yeah, because they just bought him out because he was bought out, right? Yeah, he was bought out. Yeah. Um, because yeah, it was he was on St. Louis, traded to the Caps f- as a rental. Then I want to say he signed with New York. Yeah, because he wanted to play in New York. That's right. And then um, he was there ever since, but then got bought out. But then the the trade deadline deal, that blockbuster deal, this I still think was an absolute steal for Tampa at the time because did the crazy. So they actually uh, so it was Vladislav Nemestikov. Brett Howden, who I think turned out to be the biggest piece from that trade, Liber uh, Hajek, a 2018 first round pick, which turned out to be Niels Lundqvist, a 2019 conditional second round pick, which stayed a second round pick because the 
Bolts did not win the cup in 2017-18 or 2018-19. Second round pick between Carl Henriksen. Uh, and that was for McDonough and JT Miller. Uh, Miller is obviously in um, Vancouver now. He's tearing it up, actually. Um, but, yeah, there's that. I also think Tampa Bay has vengeance on their mind this year. Oh, my Especially God. Especially yeah. after how they finished last year. They got swept. I w- and this is going to be... They got swept after taking the presidents. Not by just a little, by a, a extreme lot. amount. It's the most amount of points ever since, I think, Detroit in 2 Yeah. In a season, I should say. Um, I will say this. Uh, at least th- this is my final thoughts on Tampa Bay as a whole. Because uh, I was talking with a good friend of mine at work. Uh, he's a, he's a big-time hockey guy. And... Big time hockey guy. <laughs> <laughs> you smart pack. Um, and then, hey, it's kind of hot. <laughs> uh, but he was saying that. Come on. <laughs> he was saying that. Oh yeah, I forgot uh, they, got, they brought in Pat Maroon this year too. Oh my God, that's right. There again, there's just so much depth there. Um, yeah, that's why I think they could take Boston. Because Boston, I, yeah. to me, I they added a couple. But moves, remember, they also lost a lot of depth moves. They yeah. lost Noel Achari to yeah. Florida. That's, I think, the biggest loss for them. Um, and why I still, th- I with you in that, out of the top teams, that the next team to fall to me it like was, you, Boston, was Boston or is Boston. Yeah. yeah. Um, only, but only because they're older. The top sure. line is older. No, absolutely. Obviously, you have Charlie Coyle still. Um, he can give you solid minutes as a depth person, right? Depth player, and obviously you can't. Throw away what they did last year, either they did no, absolutely the not. No, um, and obviously, Charlie McAvoy is an upcoming def- up and coming defenseman for them. Uh, they've got some pieces, they have pieces. I just think Tampa Bay, which isn't a shock because Tampa Bay on paper should have won those cups that were set in that trade. Uh, again, yes, on paper, they're absolutely the best teams. But I'm um, sorry. So going back, maybe in NBA or NFL, maybe they would have. Uh, yeah, the NHL. They probably would have won back to back. But yes. NHL is unpredictable. Yeah. Uh, but no. So my my buddy uh, Kyle's thoughts were, honestly, he thinks the problem is John Cooper. Really. Although he's a good coach and everything, and honestly, the more I look at it, I kind of am starting to agree with him. And I hate saying that because I absolutely love John Cooper. But unfortunately, as people all know, sometimes good things have to come to an end at some point. And I think that regardless... So, I think coming up, Tampa Bay, as much as I hate to say it, they need to part ways with John Cooper by the end of the season if they don't win the Cup. They probably will. If they have another embarrassment at some point. And that's my thing. Start Start with making the playoffs. They'll easily do that. But then after that, focus on round one. Don't focus on, oh, our expectations are what? No, don't do that on what your expectations are. Focus on, let's focus on round one game by game. Yes. He just got extended the, in uh, 2019. I lied. That won't happen then. <laughs> uh, thank you for bringing that up because I completely forgot that that happened. For um, years. Okay. That, all right. That's not terrible, but it's not great. Because he joined the uh, Lightning in 2012. That's his first year. He oh was hired in God, 2013. Oh, my God. Are you serious? He was hired in 2013. Wow. 
Well, no, because I remember through, through the year he was. Yeah, because I was gonna say he was the uh, AHL head coach for them. Um, for which I mean, he also can't throw away what he has. Right. Done Again, no, it's not but, like that. I'm throwing away what he's oh, done. No, you're doing this. You're saying for the same reason, Bobby Lat was gone. Exactly. And, and for some reason, Gallant. Say again. And for some reason, Gallant. Yes, for some reason, Gallant. Uh, but I will say this though, I really think that that would be. Ta- a good, oh, could you imagine if Gallant were to somehow manage to go to Tampa Bay? That, that oh. that's one of the things I was saying to my buddy Kyle. I was saying because we both feel like Gallant will go to Detroit because of his ties with the actual. Because Gallant used to play for Detroit, right, during his playing years. But and also he has a connection with Stevie Y and everything. Mm-hmm. But we both think he'll go to to Detroit. However, I would love to see Gerard Gallant behind the bench for Tampa Bay or a Peter Laviolette behind the bench for Tampa Bay because both those coaches would be either phenomenal are, there. Either one or from. Exactly. And, again, my final thoughts on John Cooper. I love what he's done with the organization for the last seven, eight years or so. If Babcock didn't have the whole thing go down, maybe. He already would have been hired by somebody. Oh, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, but but he would have been another good one, but because yes, of but unfortunately because of everything, everything happening, else, yeah, he won't be coaching he for some time. He doesn't think. have the um, right. Yeah, not really highly touted at the moment to be. No, unfortunately not. Yeah. Um, but those are my final thoughts on Tampa Bay. Quick, I up, mean, we could. Yeah. There could be another shocking firing at some point. There could be, especially for, for this year. We we've know. already seen a bunch. We've so. seen more. Firing coaches in last this season that we have last I think like three years alone. Yeah, we have John Cooper is the longest tenured coach in right. NHL right, and now, he, so. right, again, rightfully so, he deserves it. Uh, again, which I, is even crazier because it's yeah. only twenty thirteen. I. But again, I will say this though: I honestly think that but that's also the teams that are firing, at least more recently, is for some reason it's just. That playoffs, it's right. They want to get to the next right, and, and for Nashville and San Jose's sake, I get it. It makes sense, yeah. Vegas, it doesn't make sense. No, uh, they're too for young Tampa, to right? Get rid of your coach already. Tampa Bay, if they so again, like I said, if they don't, if they gotta focus on game by game, round by round. First, make the playoffs. They'll get there. I know they will for a fact. But Here's also, thing too, would be great. Yeah, just I guess for Florida in general, as if obviously John Cooper, you could. Argue is a big name now, but say if you do get a Gallant, he's better name now because of Vegas or a, uh, Peter Laviolette. You know how Q and then Gallant for whoever in Tampa Bay or uh, Laviolette in Florida. Interesting. That could bring more maybe attention down to Florida. That would be interesting. So you're saying bring him on as an assistant or something? No, I'm just saying in general, if Cooper were to be fired. Yeah. If one of those guys came down just as a bigger name, because maybe not that. Oh, I, I, not I'm that with I you think Tampa Bay has any problem getting right. fans, but I think more people in that state would focus more on hockey because sure. Florida just got a big name coach, obviously. That makes and sense. a goalie. And a goalie. And uh, the team is really good. Yeah. Which is still kind of hard to believe that hard we're to believe. That, still my predictions right so far. Yeah. Sleepers. I can't even remember why I had Florida for myself. I think we both kind of had them in like four. That right sounds now. about right. Fourth or fifth. Um, but speaking of the Atlantic Division, uh, quick updates from the Boston Bruins-Detroit Red Wings game. Two updates. Still one nothing Red Wings after two now. 25-13 to 13 in favor of shots for Boston. Robbie Fabry got hit and headed to the dressing room. 
I don't believe he'll return for the game, according to Dana Okiji. Um, the third period is underway as we speak. Uh, like I said, we'll keep you updated throughout the game. Yeah. Did you say it's one one? It's one nothing. One one. No, it's one nothing. It's one nothing. Yeah, because uh, just Brad Marchand's goal actually got waved off because of offsides. That was back in the second period. Uh, yes. It's all good. Uh, all right. Sorry, I just I, for mine it just for some reason says yeah no it, it says one 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 yeah so no I uh, gotta re- refresh it because I, I kept doing the same thing I'm like this makes no sense like it says it's one one but now one nothing um quickly I'll go over the stat head uh, yesterday's top performers Sean Couturier a two uh, goal effort three point game for him in the Flyers dominating seven two win over the Washington Capitals five shots and goal nineteen. Almost 19 and a half minutes of ice time. Patrick Line, here's something amazing. He had a power play hat trick. I don't think I've ever seen that. Four shots in goal, three goals, 19. Nope, it's 1 1. Troy Krug scored. Oh, it is now 1 1. There you go. Kruger gets the goal for him. Uh, so, 1 1 there in Detroit. Um, 19 and a half minutes for Patrick Line. Uh, Pasternak and Bergeron on the assists. There you go. How, how many? Oh, what, what goal was that for uh, Krug on the year for him? I don't know. Oh, good. No worries. I wasn't sure if it mentioned it or not. Um, Leon Dreschetto, Charlie Coyle, and Rup, Rupe Hintz all had two goals apiece in their games. Uh, Neo Pionic, three points. Uh, Kyle Connor had a four point night, a goal and three Eight. assists. Eighth goal for Krug. Nice. There you go. Just go to NHL stats. It ah, has it right next to true. his name. Smart. That was Pasternak's 40th assist and Bergeron's 24th. That's crazy. 40th assist for Pasta. And he has, what, 30-something goals? So he's already at 76 points or so. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. He, he had a 37-save shutout uh, last night. Actually, a lot of games going on last night. Yeah, um, it was a busy night. 37-save shutout against the LA Kings. Um, Philip Grubauer, 31 saves on 32 shots, uh, 0.969 save percentage in Colorado's uh, 2-1 victory over Columbus. And Tristan Jari, a 0.943 save percentage, 33 saves on 35 shots, letting in two goals in Pittsburgh's uh, 3-2 win over Florida. Um, going over the scores from yesterday, uh, Boston won 4-2 in regulation against the Coyotes. Um Excuse me, Charlie Coyle, two goals on the year. He's now up to 12. Uh, as I mentioned, Colorado over Columbus. Nathan McKinnon, his 31st, topped it off, uh, was the go-ahead goal for the Avs. Edmonton, uh, with the 3-2 win over Nashville, Leon Dreisel is up to 31 goals after a two-goal performance. Craig Smith and Nick Benino scoring a goal apiece. Uh, there, Pittsburgh topping Florida. Uh, Sidney Crosby, his 10th of the year. Uh, along with Crystal Tang and Teddy Bluger for the Panthers, uh, Mike Hoffman and Brett Connolly. Uh, in overtime, Ilya Kovalchuk staying red hot for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. His ninth of the year is the uh, game winner in overtime against the Leafs. Uh, John Tavares, the lone goal for the uh, for Toronto. Uh, New Jersey, like I said, shut out L.A. Uh, Nikita Gusev, uh, Coleman, and Kyle Palmieri each scored a goal. Another overtime game here. Uh, Dallas topping St. Louis. Hints, I believe, got the game-winning goal. 
Uh, he had two on the night, and same thing with Colton Pareko for St. Louis. Uh, Tampa Bay continuing their dominating ways. 35-15-5 is their now their record. Brandon Point, uh, Steven Samkos, and Verhage uh, each got a goal, and Derek Broussard, the lone goal for the Isles. Uh, Calgary lighting up the uh, Canucks 6-2. to two. You had Ryan, Kachuk, Dubé, Ryder, Lucic even, and Monaghan all scoring goals. Uh, Tanner Pearson and Adam Godet uh, uh, both scored goals for Vancouver. Uh, Calgary is 28-22-6. Um, a unbelievable game last night. Uh, Vegas was up 4-2, and the Hurricanes stormed back. It was 6-5 final score in a shootout. Uh, there was a controversial moment in the shootout where I believe is Marco Andre Fleury went to poke check uh, one of the Hurricanes players, and he accidentally tripped them. I don't know what the outcome of that particular play was, uh, but either way, Vegas losing 6-5 in a shootout. Tevu, Teravainen, Eric Hollow, Sebastian Ajo, Matt Nikas, and Hayden Fleury all scoring for the Hurricanes, while Max Pacioretty, John Merrill, Shea Theodore, uh, Stevenson, and Cody Eakin all scoring for Vegas. Uh, Winnipeg 5-2. J.G. Pajot and Mikhail Bakker, the lone goals for Ottawa. Um, Patrick Line, like I mentioned, had the three goals. He's up to 23 on the year. Kyle Connor, his 26th, and Neil Pionic, uh, his sixth of the year. And finally, Philly finally. versus Washington. <laughs> uh, it was a blowout game. It was hard to believe, but the fact that a team that got shut out 5 nothing uh, days before against the Devils, lighting it up against the one of the best teams in the league, the Washington mm-hmm. Capitals. They Char- scored a touchdown. They scored a touchdown but with the extra point. Safety. They gave up a safety. So if you're counting and not into football, it's 7-2. to two. Yes. <laughs> uh, Sean Couturier got two goals. He's up to 15 on the year. Michael Roffle, his sixth of the year. Nicholas Albe-Kubel, his third. Travis Konechny, his 18th. JVR, his 15th. And Claude Drew, his 14th of the year. Um, TJ Oshie, his 20th. And Evgeny Kuznetsov, his 19th. By the way, congratulations to Claude Giroux because not only did he score um, to get out of his slump, but he scored his um, 250th career goal. Sorry, yeah, 250th career goal, and it was his 800th career point. He had a uh, three-point uh, performance to get to 800, so he's at 797 entering the night. He's the 10th flyer to, to hit 250 goals and the 4th flyer to hit 800 points. So an absolute big win there for multiple reasons. Um, and I did see something here. It was... Me. Uh, here it is. Uh, the assist uh, for Claude Drew on Couturier's goal was his 500th of... The NHL decade from 2010-11 to 2019-20. He's just the 27th player in NHL history to hit 500 assists over a decade. Uh, in pretty good company, as 25 out of 26 before him are or will be Hall of Famers. That's pretty amazing. That is. On that list, Wayne Gretzky, Peter Stasny, Adam Oates, Paul Coffey, Dennis Savard, Bobby Clark, Bernie Federko, Ron Francis, Joe Thornton, Phil Esposito, Yermer Yager, Yari Curry, Mark Messier, Ray Bork, Joe Sackick, Doug Gilmore, Dale Horachuk, 
Marcel Dion, Guy Lefleur, uh, Jean Rattel, Mark Recchi, Steve Oserman, Gilbert Perrault, Brian Trottier, Stan Makita, Ray Bork, uh, if I didn't mention him again, uh, and then Bobby Smith along with Ron Francis again. Uh, and then there's Claude Giroux, which is awesome. Hi, G. So that was last night's stat head. Um, for Giroux now, he's 49 points away from tying Brian Propp uh, for points in Flyers history. Now what's real? I believe in with third. But sorry, go ahead. Do you want to move on to the Flyers now? We can. Um, before we even get to the game. Yeah. Hopi is not having a good year. No, he's not. Uh, that's not even going to after last night's game because obviously yeah, people are going, yeah, the Flyers scored seven. But even before <laughs> that game, his numbers were 20-10-4, his record. So his 20 wins or 11th among goalies, if yeah. you count that as an impressive or whatever, just because technically it is just the Capitals and the Capitals are a good team. Right. Yeah, I also have to kind of put that in there as well. But goals against, 308. 897 set percentage. Oof. That was before the game. Oof. Now, um, the fact... Now, it is uh, like five 893 and 321. Oh, my gosh. Hopey, man. But even Bro- Bob's numbers aren't great either. 898, 327. Yeah. But I'm not even trying to really trash Hopey or anything because he is a good goaltender. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He is having it down here. Which is surprising. Which is uh, it's definitely surprising more so when you see how well the Capitals are doing. Are doing. Right. So that, that honestly that's means, really well here's the thing. So wait, how many wins does Hope have? Let me ask 20. you that. Twenty? So that really means that the other sixteen are coming from Ilya Samsonov and I, Phoenix sl- I actually wanted to see what his stats were real quick. Um but in twenty one games. She has a 221923. That's not bad. No. That's a lot better than uh, uh, Hopi. Oh, I, I like going back to the Drew thing. It was actually most regular season points, that is. He's 49 regular yeah. season points away from Brian Prop for tying him for third. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. There's so many. No, te- what's even crazier about that game last night? Huh? Is that one? That'd be a really fun series. Oh yeah. Um, and not like the last time they played them either. Uh, no rings probably gonna be thrown into the ice. <laughs> um. But. In the first two meetings this year against the Capitals, it was Hart. Yeah. And Hart played great in both those games. Yeah. And the. Th- what we played them now? What three times, right? Yes, three times, which is hard to believe. We've gotten five out of possible six points against them. We lost in a shootout. Yeah, and that game, we honestly, the Flyers probably should have won. You could have, you could argue, they dominated overtime. overtime. So really, they could have had six, six, seven, and then six. last night, yeah. even though obviously seven two, not you're not looking too much at Brian Elliott there, but. In the first period, Brian Elliott came up with a lot of key saves that the Flyers needed. Right. And we had both goalies that just beat the Taps. And even bigger, it was in Washington. 
That was big because that boosts your confidence on the road. And one of the toughest things that this team has been struggling with is playing on, not only just playing well, but winning on the road. And the broadcast mentioned this last night, which yeah. I actually did remember. Woo! Um, was that the Flyers have not lost consecutive games since the post Christmas uh, road trip. Wow. How about that? So. So last time they lost consecutive games was a month ago. They had lost three straight going to January. They lost January 2nd, 4th, and 7th in overtime. But they haven't lost consecutive games since. It's February 9th, so that's over a month without. Yep. Which is huge, especially now. Mm Mm-hmm. Because this could be a huge week for them. If they can this con- could be a turning point for the Flyers. It could be, and I like saying that every time they pl- beat a team like the Capitals, but you can't throw away that Devils game either. No, you can't. That, that was a complete To me, this is my kind of thinking of why that Devils game and even I think the two worst games the Flyers played this year were the... Uh, Sorry, I, I'm like <laughs> a couple of the times yeah. <laughs> the Flyers have played the uh, Senators this year. Yeah. Uh, more specifically, the um, the first time they played them in November when they lost 2-1 mm-hmm. in Ottawa. And really every game they played in Ottawa. Who is then, I don't know now, where is the worst defensive team in the league. Sure. And they did not look right. And again, New Jersey. To me, I just think it's because when you're playing the Capitals, the Penguins, and the Bruins mm-hmm. of the league, they're also. I think it's just maybe they're a little more pumped. They're a little. There's a little more to it because Couturier has those guys have someone to match up well against or whatever. Like you have Ovechkin for Capitals or Bergeron's line or. Crosby Malkin, mm-hmm. so you kind of have to do that. And maybe it's just that the Devils, and even in that game, there's no Heischer Botten, and so right. maybe they just underestimated them. Oh, absolutely. Underestimate those teams and think, oh, this is just going to be Exactly, easy. and the fact no, that they didn't have no Heischer or Botten, oh, it's even easier. No, you yeah, can't downplay your opponent no you matter can't, who it is. And yeah. Like I said, you against just have to the go into every game like you did with the Capitals, right. where it's just like you find a line you're right. going to shut them down. Sa- same thing. Uh, no, For example, though, uh, when we were talking about the Detroit game, like I said, you it can't wasn't go a great, into that yeah. game where you can't disrespect the opponent. That's what the Flyers did. They disrespected the Devils, and it came back to bite them. Uh, so far, um, 100% that's what happened. So they far downplayed the them. They Boston, can't the, do that. So far, the Bruins are, too. The so, Red Wings, they're underestimating them. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. They're like down, they're, 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 they're Red Wings are up 2-1. Up, the Red Wings are up 2-1. Oh, they, look at the that. Red Wings are home, but but still, yeah. Um, who got that second goal for Detroit? One moment to go for four. You're good. Um, by the way, going back to the Flyers for a second here, Giroux, uh, who was selected in Athanasiu. that. Oh. His sixth of the year. Nice. A power play goal. Uh, Bertuzzi and Larkin assists. Larkin's 25th. Bertuzzi's number, uh, 20th. Love it. Uh, Hate it. Giroux. <laughs> love it. Hate it. Hate it. Love it. 
Uh, Drew, who was, as we know, selected 22nd overall in the 2006 NHL draft, he became the third member in his draft class to reach the 800-point mark. Would you like to guess the other two, if you could? I can't. Okay. Uh, Nicholas Bastion with 915, and Phil Kessel, 855. Okay, I can see that. And truthfully, it was just that I don't know who else was in. Off the top of my head, who was in that right. class? So, the um, Backstrom is the most noble one, <laughs> besides Drew. And Cousin. oh my God, that was a great shot by Athanasio. He just roofed it. Um, but that's gonna be a huge week. Hopefully, I think if it you will. can take some motivation. I think the home game against Florida will go better because you're better at home mm-hmm. outside of that Devils game because that was a home game. It's completely going against what I just what everything else is but the Flyers. But it is the most Flyers thing ever to get shut up by the Devils and then to go to destroy the Capitals, right. which they even said on the broadcast as well, which JJ made the joke that the Flyers hadn't scored seven, I think, in, uh, against the Capitals since before Keith Jones was in the league in 1992. <laughs> um, probably. No, that's what they said. That was oh, the stat. It was since it was 1992 the last time the Flyers did that. Wow. And the joke I, was it was before yeah, before he was yeah. in the league. Oh, I got you now. <laughs> uh, no, because I was thinking for a second because I was like, no, they definitely scored seven against the Caps. I was like, nope, it was Caps scoring seven against the Flyers. Yeah. Because um, I was that remember was the first the time the Flyers ever put up seven, obviously against Holbrook. Yeah, but and, and this is something you brought up to me because like I like we mentioned. I wasn't able to watch the game at all. Yeah, I only got to watch the highlights. The highlights and what I texted you. And what you texted me, right. Um, what so what I didn't know is the Cavs kept Holpe in the entire game. They pulled him after the seventh goal. Oh, I'm sorry. They pulled him after the seventh. But what the heck's the point? I don't know. Like, you're... To go just, into the game itself. because Are you really trying to pull game. Patrick Wall and just have him shatter his confidence? And they say... Hey, basically, have the point. Screw you guys. I I want to trade. Yeah, he was pissed when he got pulled. Oh, I don't blame him. I would be too. For two reasons, I think. Because one, he just let him in there for seven goals. Right. And two, he let up seven goals. Right. <laughs> two reasons to be pissed. And not even just that. That wasn't even the first goal of that period. The Flyers no. had scored two prior. At the yes. end of the first, it was four one. Um, going. Then, if you're gonna change, if you're going to change him and keep him into it for the third period yeah. or whatever. Once I would have done it at the goal, end of the second, probably. That or after the fifth goal, when they scored in a third early Easily. on. All right. Yeah. Samson off, come in. Again, or regardless, even before. Because at least then you can argue, okay, we might still have a chance here. Right. What I would have done if I was the head if coach for the Capitals. Seven, if no, they score seven, there's no way you're coming back. No, Why are you doing impossible. that? Especially if it's in the third period. Because yeah. by the time that seventh goal was scored, it was there was uh, eleven uh, fifty eight left in the game. Yeah, that's literally impossible. Uh, I will say this: if I because uh, and forgive me for not knowing the head coach of the Caps uh, because I can't remember his name. Um, that's okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, so when I would have pulled Holpe, would have been after Todd Reardon. What was the name? Todd Reardon. Todd Reardon. What yeah, he did not coach that game well. No, no, he did not. Yeah. And you saw him blow up at one point. He which, did. Yeah, and, and we'll get into that which in a Timber second. Which Day had the best tweet. Oh, my night. God. Yeah, and we'll get into that in a second. But uh, following a bunch of other sassy tweets, I can't wait to tell you guys about. But um, So when I went for Reardon, I, w- I would have pulled Holpe after Sean Couture's second goal 
when it's 14 seconds after Michael Rothwell's goal. That's the when exact he, he moment. He called a timeout right after that. Well, and right. And that was when he was yelling at the team. Right. That, that is exactly. I would have been fine if he, one, called a timeout, which he did, but two, if he pulled Holpe there. Because if you give up two goals in 14 seconds, oh, and then before you know it, uh, a minute and 31 seconds later, what happens? Another goal. At that point, I absolutely would have pulled Holpe. But no, he keeps him in and hangs him out to dry. And then under three minutes into the third period, another goal. Two minutes later, another goal. Almost uh, three minutes later, another goal. It's No, it's even sadder. What? The Flyers only had 26 shots. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, we went 15 to oh 20. Oh, my gosh. That's... That hurts, man. Yeah, uh, Stepson of stop one shot. He he had uh eight no eighteen saves on twenty five sorry shots. No, so you're looking at even yeah, strength that's there. Sorry, I was. No, yeah. you're good. Eighteen on twenty five. Samson up made one save. One save on because one shot. Once he came in, the Flyers were like, let's just end the game. Yeah, they well, didn't, they weren't going for offense. No, they, of course they're just killing the clock. Uh, the, end of the funny thing is Samsonov had a one thousand one point zero 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 save percentage. Yeah, <laughs> seven twenty for Hopi. Yeah, all right. Uh, Elliot, on the other hand, a pretty solid game. Yeah. 25 saves on 27 shots, .926 save percentage. The only goal that he gave up that was bad was the second one, the Kuznetsov yeah. goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, I, I don't know if he just slid over too much or what the thing was. Yeah. Um, but at that point, I was like, who cares, already, whatever. Yeah. It was a back when Brady Chen was on right. the Flyers, it was a Brady Chen goal. It was exactly. Going, it's it was going in garbage time. Um, also, here's a fun fact for you, and the stat of the day, really. Nicholas Albe Kubel, yep. he became the first Flyers rookie since 1993, Eric Lindros, to have a Gordie Howe hatcher. Yes, and to piss off Tom Wilson enough to, for some <laughs> reason, chase him around the ice and get an unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah. They didn't show it because they went to the commercial, and they came Ding. back, and Tom Wilson was in the penalty box. And they mentioned how he was following Albe Kubel. I don't know why. But he got on sports Miller conduct. Yeah. <laughs> it just cracks me up, though. And then shortly after that, uh, they went down 5-3 to because Sean Couturier was doing Sean Couturier things and uh, pissed off some capitals. Yeah. By the way, before I forget, the uh, Lehigh Valley Phantoms are currently are going to play the Hershey Bears at 3 p.m. on NHL Network. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're interested to see the fly- Junior Flyers. Yeah. All right. Future Flyers, whichever you prefer. Ooh. Oh, by the way, I forgot. Since Konechny got another goal last night, he's now up to 18. That means he's 22 away from 40. Which is your prediction? My prediction, yeah. yes. Um, which I think is still very doable for him. And here's the other thing, too, which I think has gone on, kind of said, or yeah. whatever, is that and now the f- past five Flyers games, uh, Ovechkin has not gotten a point. Which has been held scoreless in the last fly- five Flyers games. Which is remarkable if you're a Flyer. And if you remember in the la- uh, g- the game a month ago in Philadelphia, Ovechkin was screaming. He was I forgot off about his game. That. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, but it was also, even though it was garbage time, mm. some of those score scorers, JVR got on the goal again. Drew obviously got... Uh, on the board again, ending droughts, raffle as well. That was big, but yeah. On the board, obviously, Abby Kubel had a great night as well. Yeah. 
and I will say this for Nicholas Albiquel, this is uh, I'm so happy for him because he's not only finally getting his shot in the NHL, and pr- but he's proving mm-hmm. that he can stay here in the NHL. And so for it, him, uh, yeah. and unfortunately for Flyers fans who want to see Morgan Frost stays around once Faraby gets better from his being sick or whatever. Yeah, Frost would be the guy that gets sent down. Probably, if I had to guess. It could be Bunneman, but more likely I could see it being Frost. Right. Um, I will say this. So Frost's game has he certainly... He played 13 minutes last night. That's Morgan pretty Frost. dang good. That's pretty dang Bunneman good. Bunneman played 10 and a half. Now it's even funnier. Abe Kubel got the Gordie Howe hat trick and playing only in eight minutes. That is impressive. I feel like that has to be a record. Um. So last night... uh, Or sorry, no, technically now two nights ago... Uh, Scott Gordon, of course, the head coach of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, he said of us that he was not as good overall in his time back with the Phantoms as he had been prior to his first NHL recall. His pacing drops got himself too much behind the play. They had a talk last Saturday. Frost then responded with this strong, strong, strong 200-foot game. Mm-hmm. Um, when regarding... Which to me, that, this is what that kind of translates to me for with Frost is that when he got sent down he was kind of bummed. Oh, big time. Yeah. I would be too. But, but again... at the same time when he got did get sent down, outside of his first two games, he got a goal. Right. And, and again, you... And that's also the same yeah. for Phil Myers as well. Yes. But also what you could really do though is like, look what they did with Farabee though. He turned out after that recall, he's been lights out. Yeah. Um, it so, sucks he got sick, but it's honestly great that the Flyers moved Made the decision last minute to go frost and send down injury off. Yes, no, that, that was, was key. If that, that was, was key, because I was afraid if that was going to be the lines going to that game, then that it would have been a much different game. Which AV was thinking the same thing because that's why he wasn't confident on the lines he put out there. No, um, there's actually new lines in practice. I'll go over those in a second. Uh, but so regarding the pacing for frost, uh, Meltz, Bill Meltzer, who tweeted that out Did by the way, he was saying, "Huh? Did they practice today?" Uh, no, no, no. So, uh, th- this is yesterday's before the game. Oh, uh, sorry. Because th- there's new lines for yesterday's practice. That- that's what I was going to go over. Uh, but for Frost, he kept his feet moving, and uh, it's more so keeping his feet moving and making use of the speed that won him fastest skater with slash without the puck at the CHL top prospects. He could get away with slowing down playing the OHL, struggling when he's done it in the pros. Um, for also. Yes. Why you, you mentioned that uh, combined uh, that Drew line, yeah. which was then Drew moved back up to the wing. It was Couturier, Drew, and uh, Voracek. That line had here we go eight points combined. Yeah, Couturier had three points. Drew had three points. Voracek had two points. Wow. So here are the new lines. Um, it was two days ago. Again, this is yeah. prior to Frost getting called up and Andre was getting sent down. Oof. It was Drew Katori Voracek, Lawton Hayes Konechny, JVR Andreev Pitlick, Raffle Bonneman Knack, uh, Defenseman Probrov Niskanen, Sanheim Myers, Haig Braun. So it was Ghost and Patrick as the extra pairs and everything. Power playing units, that changed as well. Uh, Drew, Katori, Konechny, yeah, Provra, Voracek, and then JVR, Hayes, Lawton, Sanheim, Niskanen. But I that first that. unit, was at, that first power play unit, was cl- very, the closest it's gotten to what it was before. Yes. In years past. Yes. And surprisingly, um, they went two for five. 
and Drew scored a wicked one t- uh, slapper. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah. Wide open, pretty much. Um, it was. It was not even pretty much. It was a wide ho- open. But also, I felt bad for Holby. And he was also because he in his office. Yes, he just let them off in his office, and that's why he should stay there on the power play. So I look at this picture though. Look at where Giroux is about to. He is right by the face-off circle. Yeah, but not only that, he doesn't even have the puck yet. No, so he's so already winding up. But this is also like on the five on five, three. Right, so. That's true. But also five feet, um, uh, uh, forward is the puck. Yeah. So roughly, how many feet do you think from uh from where Holpe is to where the puck currently is in this picture? How many feet do you think that is? Because I'm I'm bad with this stuff. Yeah. Um. Would you say about like twenty feet, maybe, or is that too much? Yeah, probably twenty feet. Okay, right? so we'll call it twenty feet. Yeah, um, Drew is unloading. Yeah. A, and this is what I think it like a hundred mile per hour slap shot from like twenty feet away. This is what I thought no of chance. when he's unloading it. You know, in those sports movies when they're overcoming like confidence or whatever, yeah, and someone's putting a shot into it, and they're like the playback comes back. If you're not good, and you're not doing this, yeah, right, and you just you're playing all this back. I'm just thinking Drew's going through that in his head, and he put everything into that shot. Oh, absolutely. You can Because he was trying to do that in Detroit, and yes. unfortunately it wasn't going for him. No. He got it there. He put everything into oh that shot. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And and he just demolished that puck. I'm surprised that puck even stayed in the actual net. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but for Drew, though, what a game. Not only the three points, but for the 250th goal in his career and 800th career point. Yeah. But the fact he was on that two a three-point night. He was on 249 for a while. Right. But the three-point night, that really will boost his confidence. I think that's a good game to boost a lot of people's confidence. Yeah, exactly. Not only Just that, put him on Dr. Kutz's line, you're fine. Exactly. I love that. Farabee was done. Bef- <laughs> Farabee was it before. Now it's Drew again. And yep. Vortek. Technically, because Vortek... Eh. Vortex at times has has gotten a little off yep. the offensive game, but it's definitely just going to be a little more interesting, especially if we do get, which seems more likely every day now. Um, I wonder how it's going to go next week or this week, I guess. Yeah. Um, with Patrick. Well, in terms of practicing and everything, right. and if he travels with the team. We'll see. Uh, we'll keep because an eye that for would that be everything. huge. Oh my gosh! If you can yeah. get him back, because then he just have a headache for the Flyers of what they do. <laughs> it's a very, very, very great headache to have. No pun intended. Um, it is just at that you're point. Getting Donald at, Patrick back. But okay. then it's just like who do you send down? At that point, easily Bunneman. Yeah. But then after that, if he's not already sent down because once Fairby comes back, what's if it's right. Bunneman and he's still off Frost? Right. So honestly, at that point, it would be Bunneman for sure getting sent down, regardless of when Fairby and or Patrick comes back if he were to come back I mean, this season. Uh, but also, but see, it seems more likely that he's going to come back. It just for me, I think it's more likely now. Just concerning he's packed some consecutive days, right. different practices. Do you know what cracks me up? I don't know why, but Chris Stewart is still in the Flyers roster on their website. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. He played on the Flyers, so. Yeah, but it's like, I feel like even though he played on the Flyers, I feel like it should only be for, like, current Flyers players. It should be, but if you looked at it last year at this time, or after the trade about nine, Sim- Wayne Simmons would also be on there. Yeah, true. Now I'm saying. <laughs> um, by the way, quick update. 
Uh, looks like there's about it's it's a commercial break right now, but about uh just under three minutes left in the Bruins Red Wings game in Detroit. Red Wings are hanging on to a two one lead right now. Like you said, roughly three minutes left in the game. Uh, we'll keep you updated. That's currently on NBCSN. Um, let's see here. What else? Uh, so going off that with Drew, yes, his legacy, yes. Um, I just want to bring up the all-time points that are. Right, I was getting ready to do the same thing. Yeah. Um. He's played Drew's 13 fourth. years in the NHL. I hope you realize that. I do. I realize. Number 800. And as you mentioned before, only 49 away from Brian Propp. Four regulation points. Yep. Which, honestly, you could eat. I could see him getting. Yeah. So, right now, games played. Claude Drew is, at is third, 875. He is... Wait, how many games are left uh, this year? Okay. So as long as Giroux plays in every game left, he will pass Billy Barber for second all-time in games played because he is 30, uh, sorry, 25, uh, 28 games total away from tying Bill Barber in uh, games played. That would be for 903. He's currently at 875. He would need uh, 29 games left to beat that. And he probably will be, at least for a long time, the last flyer to get his jersey retired. Jersey I, I, number I retired. think so, yeah. Because if you look at his points, just flyers history-wise. Um, he's top five in, like, everything. Goals, he's top ten. I could see he's... Or at least top ten, probably some top five for something. He's things. not that far off from... Gagne now 250. Gagne had 264. Yeah, he's 14 goals away. Um, he's assist. Gonna, he, he's going to stay solid at second for assists because I don't really see him getting. Uh, Voracek is so. I'll put it this way: so Drew is second all time in assists. The next closest closest and also active flyer is Voracek with 380, and Drew has 550. Yeah, points wise, points, uh, 49. Yep. Uh, we will do, let's see here. <sighs> hmm. Uh, I don't really know where else to, you know what? Oh, let's do this. Um, I don't know if it'll show it on here. What? Uh, would there be power play goals or points? I'm oh, sorry, power play. Uh, playoffs. I keep getting this dude mixed up today. I don't see them on here, but all right, searching it up. Here we go. All-time playoff leaders for the Flyers. Um. Sorting it. Drew is 11th all-time uh, for the Flyers playoff-wise for most goals. He's three away from tying Rick Tockett for 10th. 
uh, for assists. He's actually seventh in assists for playoff assists. He's one away from tying Ken Linesman uh, for four, sixth place with 42. And points-wise, he's up there. He's ninth. He's 65 career playoff points, four away from tying Reggie Leach for eighth Which, with 69. Honestly, for how efficient the Flyers are getting the playoffs, not getting to the playoffs, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, Detroit just got a, another goal is going to be Detroit victory in regulation. 3-1. Lead right now for the Red Wings. 18 seconds left in this one, so this is good, as good as over. The Detroit Red Wings will win just their 14th game of the season, topping the Boston Bruins 3-1 to in regulation. Um, he will go down as one of the Flyers' greats. Oh, absolutely. And for how, mu- how much the Flyers fans get on him and always say, Oh, you have to trade him. Trade him. Trade Strip the core. See type of thing, yeah. It's... Just, yeah. Why? I don't know. Um, it's one he's, of the most frustrating this things. Is, I mean, this year is probably the most he's struggled in a while. But even with that, he's still the top 15 player in the league. I think so. Yeah. Hands down. Uh, Andres Athanasiou got a second of the game in empty net goal, by the way. Um, but no, for Claude Giroux, he's one of the more underappreciated. He, he's he is, and the one thing that always I've always kind of thought of because yeah. I keep seeing it every once in a while is that Claude Giroux is Bobby Clark. Yeah, he's Bobby Clark. He's a modern day Bobby. Clark. He's a modern day Bobby Clark, but might not get as dirty as Bobby Clark. No, and also. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite stories. So uh, a friend of mine, Scoop Cooper, who's a Flyers hockey historian, he's known Clarky his entire career. And during Clark's, I, I, I think, I forget what year this was, but this is when Clarky was well-established. Yeah. Like, well-established, right, probably right. after the two cups already. And I forget who the rookie was, but a rookie decided to, because back in the day that was still known for fighting, a rookie tried to make a name for himself by trying to fight Bobby Clark at practice. Who, by the way, you know, is his typical Clarky self, you know, without a helmet type of thing. And, you know, and just his usual kind of quote-unquote BS self. He tries to make a run at Clarky. Clarky puts the guy in a hospital. Yeah, This is at practice. <laughs> so, yeah. He's Claude Drew with Couturier Smile. yep (laughs) and with uh wayne simmons is fighting ability yes so the mix of the three and that is bobby clark yeah or you can even throw in um four check too yeah he gets dirty he He won't fight as much as like simmons say no but when he gets angry like oh my gosh yeah yeah he gets really angry he'll go yeah which is kind of crazy he'll throw someone down big time um. All right. So, let's see here. Where? Do, so right now for Giroux, where do you put him? This is obviously very un. <laughs> where do you put him all time? Flyers. The Flyers have had a lot of great players. Where do you put him? I all need time a, great. Right. Uh. Well, here's here's my. I need to look up 
Hmm. Well, the uh, it's hard to I don't know. hard to do this. All right, so there is so Bobby Clark is one. Oh, hands down. Bernie Frank two. Yeah. Eric Lindros probably three. My three is Bill Barber, but that's Bill, okay. I, I like that. I respect that. Uh, Billy Barber is you know easily in the top five. Uh, where do you put someone like Mark Howe? He's up there. Uh, up there. All right, so so because there's there's so many different because I'm trying to find like a good website to that that might have these guys already ranked that I could really see. But their points or just no, just doesn't have to be points, but just ranking wise for the best players in franchise history, because they do have all sorts of players ranked. Yeah, but I don't know if it's what order you would go. So, for example, yeah, I don't know either. But also, this as well, and that there have been a lot of here. No, I mean, it's pro- it's also it's um, opinion. No, it definitely is. is. But because here's my thing. I don't agree with this one because, so for example, they have Mark Reitke as the seventh best flyer of all time. That's not possible. Seventh? Yeah. I love Reitke, and there's no way that's possible. They have Mark Howe tenth, Bill Barber ninth, Brendan Moore eighth, Reitke seventh, Drew sixth, Um, Hextall fifth, LeClaire fourth. Not possible. Again, not possible. Lindros third, Perron second, Clarkey first. I will say this. The top three, I think, are very accurate. The top two, for sure. You know, Lindros, he was exceptional. Mm. Absolutely a monster and a tank. You could move him around, but he's definitely within the top ten, yeah. probably within top five. Yeah. Um, he's my five. So I think you have to show respect to Billy Barber or maybe a Reggie Leach-like player. You do. Uh, because of not only how much they did for the organization, but the fact their overall stats. Yeah. Uh, also, also a, a Rick McLeish, you, you mm-hmm. kind of have to throw in there. I'd say 10 to 15 for Guru. I'll give you 15 for sure. 10 is going to be a hard bargain. It's a hard bargain. Mm. Yeah, 15 probably. Uh, I give it 15. So, because... No specific order. Um, now I gotta open up the list again. But here, here are the players again. No specific order in my top fifteen: Clark, Perrant, Lindros, Hextall, Barber, Howe, Leach, uh, McLeish, Giroux, uh, Ashby. That's already ten right there. Yeah. There's um, say again. There's a lot of great flyers out there. Right. So. Uh, All this is just going to come down to kind of opinion. Right. Um, where do you put someone like Simone Ganya of curiosity? Top twenty. Okay, I, I, that's what I was thinking, actually. I just wanted to see what you thought. He's still one of my favorite flyers. Oh, my God. Yeah, I I love Ganya. It's I love seeing him get that, uh, finally get a cup. So That that was really awesome. That was too, too special. And then come back shortly. 
Yeah. I still love the fact that he came back for a little while. Mm-hmm. But sticking with the Flyers, we did want to mention uh, the defense and everything. And one yes. thing that did stand out last night, because pretty much everything was going for the Flyers. Um, they gave up one early power play goal, but outside of that, they were great. PK-wise, power play, they've done better than they've had in a while, it seems. They went two for five there. Face-offs, they're destroyed. And obviously, most importantly, they just won and just destroyed in general. Uh, and their 7-2 win. But One thing that does stand out was just how well... This is probably the most, uh, yeah, probably the most the Flyers have played a close to sixty minutes. Yeah, they definitely in, in, in they a little definitely while definitely took some time to get into the game. I'm not just saying like they've looked at this whole game; they looked better than they did the whole Devils game. Yes, the Devils but game did look atrocious from the, the moment the puck dropped up until when Hayes had that first breakaway. Yeah, I did see that on the, the highlight. Saves. That was amazing effort, and a, but in even That's better That's when save. the Flyers started getting a lot more chances. But bef- uh, before then, it was pretty much all capitals. And yeah. Elliot kind of having to stand on his head. Uh, but outside of that, and Elliot had a pretty good save on Novetskin at one point. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, it just became like all Flyers. And like most, like most games, it seems... And I think we've mentioned it before on here that um, if the Flyers can go into an intermission tied, then it's good. It's it's a win for me. Yeah. And they came out on fire in that second period, obviously scoring two goals f- in 14 seconds and not even like 10 minutes into the period get three. And then they did it again the next period. Yeah. <laughs> But you can't say that without talking about even that Niskanen hit on uh, Gudis. Did you see that? I did. It was nice. That was so. And then the shortly after, that was, the only thing that was iffy for me was just the second period. Um, the Capitals were getting a lot of the calls then. Um, just uh, to the point where it's like it was just seemed like to me that they were just trying to see if they can get Ovechkin to get his record. Get to 700. Um, yeah. But it didn't happen. Thank God. Uh, but now looking at the final stats, the Flyers did have more power plays. And there were a lot of ticky-tack calls, like Coots getting an embellishment on what could have been argued a boarding on Ovechkin. Right. I, I oh, So it was Ovi who hit him? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, because again, this is one of the many plays I missed. So when the play happened... Was there the puck any wasn't even close to Couturier either? Just saying. Huh? huh? The puck wasn't by Couturier. Oh, that's hit him. So wait, so one, it should have been more so interference than. So, so let me ask you this: actually, were there any penalties called? Just an embellishment on Couturier. Okay. No call on Ovechkin. So if anything, it should have been more so interference on Ovi. Yeah. But I wonder if it even called it uh, board. I would have just played it clean. Just right. 
but but again, you had you, you kind of have called to call it interference, right? You, you probably should have called it interference because the fact the puck was nowhere near Couturier. Yeah, I mean he was still it was a board battle, but the puck wasn't by Couturier. Yeah, um, and then, but I don't get how. From and then shortly after, there was a kind of ticky tack hook on Hayes. Right, I remember you texted me about that. That was um, but the third period they kind of gave a couple calls to the Flyers, mm-hmm. but. I think either way, Cavs fans and Flyers fans probably weren't the biggest fans of officiating. No, and it also, even got to the point of where Bill Meltzer, who never really tweets, yes, about I was just going to bring this up. He even tweeted out last night. I rarely comment on officiating unless it's exceptionally bad, out of position, poor judgment. It's been exceptionally bad this period. Mm-hmm. You know, it was bad when Bill Meltzer, yeah, comments on that. And for the first like. Half of the first period, they were letting a play. Yeah. And then the power plays, the penalty started happening. First, the Capitals, Flyers scored, and the Capitals, and then they scored on theirs. Which did get me nervous, but the Flyers were able to shut them down the remainder of their three penalties they got in the game. So, But going back to the defense, because yes. that was a big part and just shutting them down and everything. Uh, they look great. And it's going to have a couple hits. Yeah. Where Ralph did his thing. Phil Myers and Sandheim uh, look good. The Apparently, Hank had a good amount of blocks. Yeah, he at one point he was on the like kind of. I don't know if he fell or just was taking, putting everything out, and he just sh- took a shot high, around like the short area. Yeah. He had a couple. He looked good last night. The only one player I could say that didn't. I, it's not even that he looked bad. I just didn't really see much of him. Was Justin Braun, which isn't a bad thing, right? But yeah, that was just an all-around great game for the Flyers and that D pair, which does get you thinking about going forward playoff-wise when you do get to it. And this would absolutely be a fun playoff series, Caps Flyers. And so far in three games, they've been three really fun games to watch. Probably not so much Caps fans last night, um, getting <laughs> destroyed, but. Every other game has been close, and it's just going to be a really – it would be a really fun series. And for the Flyers' sake, with hopefully they don't trade Ghost, because for me, I feel like going forward, having 7-D man would be very helpful. I guess I guess you could potentially trade for another D man, but I wouldn't. I I'll, just like I'll Ghost. put it I like Ghost way. more. Right. I also think Ghost could provide more. And if you could just have these guys, if at some point you had to bring one of them out because they're struggling or whatever, I want to be, I want to hear because they're all quality defensemen. Yeah. They're all quality defensemen that can handle the ice time and everything. Uh, I mean, if with that, uh, Hagen and Myers both played 17 minutes, so that's not bad. I will say this also, though. Robert Haig has been playing exceptionally yeah, well good. lately. Mm-hmm. He's stepped it up big time. Um, I'm not going to lie. There were times where, you know, I thought, okay, it wouldn't hurt to get rid of him for just to trade him. But you, I, I wouldn't have loved it. I wouldn't have hated it. Right now, the smart thing to do would just to be to keep him because you would have, still have seven defensemen. Yeah. There, it's a he- it's a healthy and nice rotation of defensemen who all understand their roles. You don't have a terrible 
uh, anchor. That's right. My exactly. kind of th- Again, anchor rock, the whatever fact your that thing Robert is for Hayes, bringing down the defenseman. The f- yeah. And the, fact the Flyers had that for years, obviously, with exactly. Donald and everything. And this year, they don't really have that. No. But, again, the At fact times, that Robert Haig is your, quote-unquote, worst yeah. defenseman, that's not bad. No, it's not. Because it's not even just that. There's been times where Braun or even Myers has had rookie moments and hasn't looked great. Right. And even in the Devils game, there was one moment where I said to myself, yeah, I wouldn't hate it if the Flyers didn't bring back Justin Braun. You're not wrong. But again, it's that's m- also just because... I know some of the talent the Flyers coming up on the defensive right. end that I'm like I kind of want to see yeah, them. Yeah, Cork. Yeah, or even Friedman. Like, even though he's oh, not yeah. going to excite people as much as say uh, Cam York, but I love Cam York, man. He, he, by the way, he put up a two assist night the other night mm-hmm. with Michigan. He he's he's been dominating. And here's another thing because I saw uh, Charlie O'Connor. Uh, re- uh, reply to someone saying how well the Flyers' fourth line looks, yeah. and how they were just tweeting about how. Is this when a was the last tweet? time? No, oh, no, no, no. This is no. That was about um something else. Yeah, that was on the Kateri second goal. Gotcha. Uh, but what were you saying? Sorry, I forget the f- defense or something. Oh, uh, fourth line, fourth line. Sorry, um, so it was. I was just that. Uh, how, when was the last time the Flyers had this good of a looking fourth line kind of thing? Because the fourth line did look good right. last night too, just because of Ivy Kubel and everything. Yeah. Uh, and Charlie O'Connor just rep- responded to him, and uh, I agree with that because a lot of some of the Flyers prospects, and we even did our top twenty on them, and that some of them say above average, do- uh, bottom, uh, uh, bottom line forwards. Right. The Flyers could have a pretty good fourth line for a while now. They they could and they should. They should. Um, Even if it's like say Kasha or hell, that's a that's a good fourth liner right Kasha, there. Kasha, Misha, let let them grow into a better role. Like Sharimov in a Kuba. bottom six role, let him grow. Yeah, because before you know it, these guys, whether you like it or not, they're going to replace some of the guys that are here now. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's okay, it's very tough to say, but uh, I, I'm happy with the direction this team is going in. I'm Same. happy with all the the prospects. There could be some better things going for them. Oh, absolutely. But it's not as bad as uh, the direction that they could be in. Mm-hmm. And what's even what could help them just going into tomorrow's game? Yeah, is just that, because they play tomorrow night against Florida, in, uh, against Florida and Philadelphia, the start of a hard week. But the good thing right now is that some of the teams that they're battling with, yeah, are also playing harder teams. They like are like tomorrow the Islanders, who are the Flyers are kind of battling with. They play the Capitals, who are going to want revenge after that Big Flyers time. game in Washington, and the Blue Jackets play the Lightning tomorrow. Um, also, the Flyers did get um, a good amount of help. Also, uh, if the Flyers can hopefully take care of Florida in both games when yeah. they play them, that could separate them more going forward. Right. Here's the other thing, though. So the Flyers not only won, but they won in regulation, obviously. The Islanders, Blue Jackets, both lost in regulation. So the Flyers got points back from Thursday's uh, loss against the Devils. 
the Hurricanes, unfortunately, they did rally back and won in a shootout. So, they got so unfortunately, the Flyers just don't have the playoffs. Right. They remain technically, points-wise, they're tied in points with the Hurricanes for the second wildcard spot. But because of uh, regular, the road regulation overtime wins, the Flyers are technically out right now. But I'm not worried. The, the Flyers, they're exactly where they need to be. They're keeping on pace. And specifically for the Flyers, though, as long as they... This is tough to say, because in any other division, 90, well, even, 99 points like if you would just almost go, win you the division. If you go this week alone, just looking at like the teams around them, yeah, uh, when they play on Wednesday, right? Yeah. Uh, Wednesday? Did they play? Sorry, I just had the schedule up. You're or, good. sorry, Tuesday, the next night. Yes. Uh, when they played the Islanders, who I just played the night before as well. Yeah. Um, That night, Toronto's playing Arizona. Florida's yeah. in New Jersey, so hopefully. Okay. And then Pittsburgh's playing Tampa Bay. That's still not easy. And Carolina is in Dallas. That's an interesting one. I yeah. like that, though. And Dallas has been playing some very good hockey. For example... Dallas is in third in the Central. They are a point behind the Colorado Avalanche. A point where I did not expect them to be. But I I, I like... I still like the fact where the Flyers are and everything. But also, the Flyers, they are on pace for, what would you say, 99 to now 101 points on the year? Yeah, Charlie had another great tweet that I wanted to bring up uh, earlier today. Um, I don't think I saw it, but bring it up. Uh, it was just that on um, the playoffs and everything, and gotcha, the gotcha. Flyers uh, percentage, and it was a little thread he had. Um, I always so love the threads that Charlie comes up with. Uh, so Claude Drew's wife just sent a picture out with Drew and his baby. Those are I think are the best pictures. Just like anytime you see Drew with with uh, with. Uh, I feel bad. I can't remember Drew's baby's name. Uh, but I <laughs> I'm sorry, Cloud. Forgive me. Gritty, don't don't come after me. <laughs> Is isn't it like Gavin or something? Something like that. See, you don't remember either. <laughs> I didn't claim to know it. <laughs> I didn't technically claim to know it. All I, right. I, I so here was the thread. Yes. Um I started out, uh, this was tweeted out two hours ago. Okay. And it just started out. Uh, not, I know a lot of Flyers fans are frustrated with the strength of the Metro keeping the team yes. out of the playoffs despite, uh, despite a 99.9 point standing pace. I get it. I'm just not especially worried because I don't see a way they finish with that many points and still miss out. That was the first tweet. I do remember, now that you mentioned that, yeah. I remember seeing that exact tweet. And then the next one was followed with, we're all conditioned to believe uh, the worst, I know, but per, and this is just a Twitter page, an effective mass model, if the Flyers hit 100 points, they have a 97% chance of making the playoffs. They keep uh, they keep taking care of their own business. One more, one of more of, uh, of the other teams is almost certainly going to drop off. That was the second tweet. <laughs> <laughs> and now this is the last one of this thread, and it was, my worry is that the Flyers will be the team that drops off not that they'll be they'll keep playing this way and get snubbed but because of the strongest division in NHL history. The Metro is good, but I'm sorry it's not that good. 
Like Isles, Canes, and Jackets aren't unstoppable juggernauts, which I agree. The Flyers just have to do better against the Islers. They uh, do. Islanders. They've they do have a game. Those up three with teams, them. the Flyers have struggled against, but I think they they aren't they are beatable. But that was just his threat at nine with him and Elaine Vigneault, who again uh, went on his thing and saying uh, after the Devils game that we are going to uh, make the playoffs. Yeah, and he was not happy about that one. <laughs> Did you see the picture? I think it was Jordan Hall. Uh, that had the tweet with uh, Vigneault's picture. <laughs> I think I, I think that, I it was like I re- I'm reiterating we're going to make the playoffs, and it was angry, yeah. uh, kind of angry Vigneault. Because if you're fly- if the Flyers media or whatever, or it's just going to go on every time the Flyers do this and keep asking Vigneault this, he played in he was a coach in for the Islander or for the Rangers. Sorry. Yes. Now before that he was in Vegas or Vancouver. Vegas, he's yeah. Vancouver. He was he's been around. He knows how to handle the media. Oh, big that's time. isn't going to disturb him. What disturb also him. helps is that he handled the New York media very well. And this isn't much different. So yes. Uh, Ow. Good job. But apparently, yeah. I didn't know this. Apparently, pa- Patrick traveled with the team to Washington. Cool. Which I did not know. That's a good sign and makes me think more that he's probably going to make the trip down to Florida. I think because so. Because there's no real reason for him to make the travel to Washington mm. when they're home tomorrow. This is also a busy week. So not only do they need Elliot to stay healthy to keep it going, but also Lion or whenever Hart comes back. Yeah. Uh, it's currently 2 nothing Hershey Berries over the Phantoms right now. That's a good start. Yeah. It's also there's another NHL game going on right now. Uh, the Ducks are destroying the uh, Sabers three nothing. Uh, seven minutes left in the first. <laughs> seven and a half minutes left in the first. Oh my gosh! Poor <laughs> Sabers. Poor Sabers. Oh no! Huh. So, oh boy, I guess last night Rooftop took a puck. This is yeah. I I wanted out to bring this up. Eighteen seconds yeah. ago by Bill, Bill Metzer, um, Rooftop took a puck to the uh, to the face last night. Unavailable today for the Phantoms. So Lehigh Valley is thin again up front with Frost back in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we care. Um, it's um, not that we don't care about you. We have Valley. We just like uh, we care about the Flyers more. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Rubisov took a face. Uh, t- took a face. Took a puck to the face right off a faceoff and went down hard. He left some blood on the ice and looked wobbly coming off. Um. There was a bunch of <laughs> injuries there because, and then there's a uh, Kevin Kuzman for Wilkes-Barre Grand. He got injured on a collision with Thomas DePauli. Um. Kuzman could have had to. Um, to be held up on his uh, on his way off, but uh, yeah, there are eight scouts there tonight. Yeah, there's a bunch of scouts. New there's Jersey, two from there's two from the Rangers, yep. Devils, Winnipeg, Montreal, Ottawa, Pittsburgh, and Anaheim. Yeah, which is interesting. It is interesting, but it's that time you're going to see more scouts at these games, which I love because. Tomorrow it's going to be two weeks away until the trade deadline. Woo! Right. Oh my God! Today's Sunday. I just thought of that. Yep. Tomorrow. Yep. 
two weeks tomorrow, it'll be trade deadline day. And yeah. Surprisingly, I feel like every other year there's always been a trade that happens like right before it. We like did actually year. have the one, the Kings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was, sorry, I gotta bring this up. But um, I also am think this team will make the playoffs. I'm just going to go on the limb and say that the Flyers. Right. Before we get too far off. of. No, I agree. I, I think this team has what it takes to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Where they'll go from there. I don't know. Yeah. It all depends on who they play in the yeah. first round. That's what I keep saying year after mm-hmm. year. And it's true. Like literally look at, uh, some of the teams just. You know, for for example, look at the Leafs and uh, Toronto Maple Leafs the last three years they've made the playoffs. Nice. They played the, the Bruins twice and the Cavs once. Each year they lost in the first round. Uh, but for the Kings, though, it was uh, Jack Campbell and Kyle Clifford um, for... The big Red Dog? Yes. For a Trevor Moore, a 2023 round pick, which is Columbus's pick, and a 2021 conditional third-round pick from Toronto... The conditions of uh, the 2021 third-round pick upgrades to a second if either Kyle Clifford re-signs with Toronto or if the Leafs make the playoffs and Jack Campbell win six regular season games, which honestly I think with just how the Leafs have been going with goaltending-wise and Michael Hutchinson, I think it's possible that Campbell's going to get a lot of action. So I really think that uh, that third round pick will become a second for uh, the, the Toronto pick because they're going to make the playoffs and I really think Campbell will win uh, my guess my prediction eight games for the Leafs this year here's my thing because we haven't talked about this yet What's going that? forward yeah since we're both kind of I think we're on the same mindset that the Flyers will make the playoffs yes um, it's not a matter of where they end up because that's going to be probably down to the wire no, no joke. It's probably going to come down to the last game. As it always does. But looking forward, at the, mo- at the moment they're out, but say they swap with Carolina. Just sure. For just talkies and for <laughs> funsies. Uh, they'd have the second wild card and be playing Boston. I'm not. <laughs> this is just going off of this year when you've played Boston. Yeah. They beat him in the shootout, which, I mean, you, Hart came up huge on that save for Marshan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've been close game. Well, both games, Boston games, they went to a shootout. Yeah. And the Flyers won both those times because Boston, it's not very good in the shootout because they mm-hmm. still have yet to win in the shootout this year. But I'm not. It's going to be, it would be a fun series, but I think we could potentially take them. And yeah. I'd say that with the Capitals, too. Like, say, if it's the Capitals that end up taking that spot and we have to play the Capitals or the we're first wild card and have to face the Capitals. Based on this year, the Flyers, they have one game left with the Capitals. They could w- lose in regulation, but they have not lost in regulation this year against. Right. The Capitals. Like yeah. I said, five out of his potential six points. Which, again, is a much better step than last year. Like mm-hmm. you said, they got swept. Mm-hmm. And whereas Pittsburgh, that's going to be a little more iffy for me because we have beaten them, 
and the yeah. home team's taking both times. I think it'd be a fun series, but I'm not sure. I think we we could take them. Mm-hmm. I think that would be one that could go six seven. or seven. Yeah, six or seven. Yeah. Which is fair. It would just be dependent on when the Flyers play them again. Uh, yeah, but also it depends on how they do on the road. That's it's, the biggest well, that's, factor. That's a big factor too. But it's also this too. How? T- yeah, the, le- the okay. They don't play in Pittsburgh anymore, so that, no. Never mind that. I was gonna say because uh, they've already played in Pittsburgh twice and lost both times. It just yeah. It depends on how they play on the road. Yeah. In that series. Because there's easily a chance they could jump up to, because they're only two points behind Columbus, who has 69 points, and could jump up to third, let's say. Then you are playing the Penguins. You're on the road, because Penguins would would have uh, home ice. Which, that's iffy. And even though the Flyers have had their struggles against the Islanders and Blue Jackets, Mm. Especially this year, because the Flyers have yet to beat the Islanders this year, and even Carolina, they only have one loss to Carolina this year, and that was in overtime. But I think yeah. they could take them. The teams that worry would worry me more, obviously, would be Boston, Washington, Pittsburgh. But based on this year and this team, I could see them potentially. I wouldn't put money down on them winning mm-hmm. the series, but I could see them potentially if it's like last year. Right. Where, it, where it's just kind of... Upset, upset, upset. Yeah, upsets. Yeah. Because um, once you're in, it doesn't matter. Right. And I think the Flyers, especially what Chuck Fletcher did this offseason, even though it's very minimal, if you look at the moves, very key, Niskanen and Pitlick more so. But the like, Flyers won that trade. Yes. <laughs> But it, it, the best part was it was Niskin who hit Gudis yeah. on that. And Gudis has actually played well for the Caps too. So yeah. both sides have actually done. This is very one of the very thankful. few trades where it's actually been uh, a win for both sides. I think for the moment, not just a one sided trade. Yeah, I think the Flyers kind of are getting a little more you out know, of Niskin. So that, I think that that's I agree where with. It. It's more like a sixty forty win for the Flyers in yeah. the trade. But I will say this: it's not one of those trades where it's like in. 80% mm-hmm. win for one team and 20% win for the other type yeah. of thing. But you know what I'm saying, though. Right. How would you think, playoff-wise, they kind of match up or just going forward? Cause for the Flyers, Cavs yeah. specifically? Or, or in general. Or in just general. Because um, if, if you're playing the game, say they're where the Hurricanes are, they'd be playing Boston. So I will say this. I would prefer to play Washington over Boston, more specifically because the Flyers have a tough time in Boston, to be True. exact. But if you get one game in Boston, I think that's all it needs to take. Um, Technically, they did. They, 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 right. That, that, like I said, they have. Um, but I'm saying they would need just to get right, one in win the, in the playoffs on the road. It was back in November. But. Yes. They, as long as they get one win on the road against Boston, mm-hmm. that would be fine. Uh, they've proven that they can hang with the Capitals. They've proven that. Yeah. Every game this season, they've gotten five points out of possible six. Yeah. Really should have had six out of six. But 
five out of six, all absolutely taken. Take compared last to last year, year's debacle. Yeah. Uh, no, so those games were even close. The ca- exactly. The Caps, I'll take any day of the week. Boston, I don't prefer, but I don't mind for some yeah. reason. This this year specifically, this year percent, I we've actually, beaten them twice. Right. And actually, I don't mind playing Boston because they've been relatively close games. The one obviously decided by a shootout. The other... Um, outside uh, of the... Even if you put the Penguins in there, outside of that first game earlier in the year, yeah. when they got destroyed. Yeah. It's been, it's been close, close games. Uh, the last game went to overtime. Um, but no, it, it's been it's been very close. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm happy with their performances against these, these I think top any one of these series teams. would be fun to watch. Right. And absolutely would... Respark any rivalry in yes. these teams because literally there would be three potential matchups that are all former and also current rivalries mm-hmm. Flyers Penguins Flyers Caps Flyers Bruins all three would be great matchups all three would be ter- terrific TV entertainment what NBC Sports needs yeah <laughs> if you're That's, a Flyers fan what you're really hoping what you would really hope for is Flyers Penguins. Well, that, if you want a really fun series. Yeah. Like with the 2012 series. Right. But I was actually going to say, if you're looking at it on paper, they could take, it's looking at, hopefully, you play Columbus, Isles, or Carolina at some point. Preferably. Yeah. Because those teams, I feel like they would just run away with. Yeah. You know? You'd hope. True. You would hope. Yeah. Because Columbus Columbus swept Tampa Bay last year. I know. But here's my thing, though. Oddly enough, I feel like if the Flyers, more specifically, Islanders Islanders or the Blue Jackets, I think the Flyers would just run the table with. That's just my feeling. I could be wrong. This is that I feel like these teams, more so Metro. Yeah. Um, and I guess you can kind of throw in Boston, too, at least for a flyer's sake. Yeah. I think they're beatable. I think some of these teams can be potentially beatable and maybe can steal a game or two on the road on these places. Right. Um, and everything about this team is really saying that they're built for the playoffs. Yes. Like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, seven quality defensemen. If one gets hurt because injuries happen all the time in the playoffs. Next man up. Next man up. Here's the I'm other thing. fine is. with that. Even for that little time Freeman was out there for yeah. very he short. Good. He looked he good. He looked good. Obviously, his minutes would be a lot lower than. That's fine. But Provo, we know I, he can hang. I'd really, really want to see what AV would do minutes-wise for Provorov once I'm not going to lie. I could see him playing 25 minutes a game yeah. for playoffs. He'd want those minutes. Too. Not only that, maybe even some games 30. Who knows? He could. Um, and it's not just that. We've seen Pitlick taken at times. This yes. team is built depth-wise, which is why I think it would be huge if you get Patrick back and if you can get him early enough where he can get some games in right. before playoffs. But also, here's my biggest factor. Just imagine, just imagine if Lindblom was still here. Was here. Yeah. We're playing for Lindblom. Oh, I knew that. No, but I'm saying if he was actually still playing, though, oh my God, this team, looking at the standings here, Mike, 
this team, and I'm not even kidding about before this, he got hurt. They would a, be the Flyers had a little bit of a gap. Pro, I'm not gonna lie. They probably would be if third, if not second in the Metro right now. If Oscar Lindblom never went down, that's, and I'm dead serious about they, that. That's where they were when they had when he was still playing. Exactly. They were battling with the Islanders for yeah. the second spot. Yeah. At times they were second, but they were right like solid. But again, third. just the fact that he's not here. That's how big of a player he is mm-hmm. for this team. That's how much he means to this organization. And that's why if you can get Patrick back, maybe you can get some of that back that you lost with Lindblom. Exactly. And that's a huge, huge step. Yeah. And not just that. And Matt, it's, I don't know how it would happen. Right. Unfortunately, the only way to see it happen is if Abby Kubel went down. But if you have Fairby, Frost, Patrick, all those guys still here. Man, what and, a line that would be. But even if that does happen, if there's an injury forward-wise, or just, I'm just, confident there as well. Uh, uh, again, kind of. Uh, kind was, of, sorry. Because right. <laughs> they might bring up Andrea for Bunneman. Uh, but if it if they're smart, it's uh, obviously I think Frost would be a first call-up. Hopefully. If it was him that was down. Because um, that, that game, because they mentioned it many times on the broadcast, mm-hmm. that last night's game felt like a playoff game. A playoff series game. Yeah. They mentioned it mostly because I guess they were hoping that Ovechkin was going to score the 700, two goals, get the 700 in Washington. Uh, but there was a playoff atmosphere to that game. And mm-hmm. if this... Because more than likely, I could see it being we're in the wild card and... We're playing Washington. That's not my favorite, but seeing how they've played this year against the Capitals, they've matched up with them very well. And I honestly think Niskanen has played a huge part in that. Yeah. Because he was literally there last year. Yeah. Which you could say maybe that's the same way for Gudis, but I think you get more out of what you can get from Niskanen. Yeah, more versatility. More versatility and also. He was there with Ovechkin. Yeah. Not the whole time Ovechkin was there, but during their cup run, before then, he was there for a good amount of time. Yeah. He got an ovation last night, too. He did, and that was awesome. You could tell it meant a lot to him. Yeah, he did. Um, But what a weird kind of thing for Niskanen. Yeah. Because he went through two Flyers rival- rivals, yes. quote-unquote. If you can throw no, Capitals in there as well. Absolutely, 100%. And came over to the Flyers first because th- he played with the three big, you can say, players in the Metro. Yeah. Crosby, Malkin, Ovi. Mm-hmm. And G. Drew. And G, yeah. Now Drew. Yeah. Now he's with Drew. Drew. And Provorov. Yes. He was with Crosby, Malkin, the start. Kuznetsov, then he was with Oshi. Yeah. Ovechkin. Yep. He won the cup. Yeah. Hopefully they can do it again with the Flyers. That would be nice. <laughs> that would be awesome. Again, I've said this many times in this game, and I really hope when they do play in Florida, it's not like the last time they played in Florida where they got destroyed. Frost scored a goal. He got his first goal, I think. But That was Carolina, I thought? I thought that was the second goal he got. I thought his first goal came against Florida. And then was the next Florida? night, I think the next night he got. In Dude, I don't know. I'm losing track of my days. I got them. I I, 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 didn't got even, the I didn't even realize today was Sunday. That that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> um, I can bring up this already. God, but how long, uh, how long ago was that game? December. There it is. 
Yeah. Was it Florida? It was Carolina? in November. <laughs> oh, my God. That was in November? Yeah. The Flyers lost 5-2 in that game. <sighs> and Sandheim scored, and Morgan Frost got his first goal. Yeah, buddy. And then the next game, he had that nice setup from Drew. Oh, I remember that now. Yeah. And then he had it, unfortunately hadn't scored since then. Knock on wood, they'll break it. Uh, but the Flyers next. So the nice thing is, I can actually watch the Flyers next three games. I'm so excited. Same. I'm very hyped. Um, and I can actually watch the Lightning game. There for you go. Once I can't. <laughs> Wait, you're working at four? No, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna be in DC. Oh right, sorry. All good. But hey, I at least get to watch three of the four games. Three of the four games, but That's really. The the more the s- next six games are key. Really, five of the six because as great as the Lightning are, it'd be great to get the points. I'm saying these five games because you're only playing three teams, but you're playing the Blue Jackets, Islanders, and Panthers. You, you, so out of twice. the next six games, you play the f- Panthers and Blue Jackets twice. Yeah, that's four out of the six games. That's, that's four crazy. out of the six games. Potentially four points that can separate you. From Florida and potentially get you closer to Columbus and potentially passing Columbus. Yes. So really, and the Islanders as well. Yeah. So really, five and out of the Islanders six also have a hard schedule this week right. as well. So honestly, those these uh, the, the Islander- next five out of the six games, uh, although the the, the, the really Tampa Bay game, Flyers is that their opponents have a tough schedule too. Well, that and I think the Islanders play summer in there as well. Right. But uh, I will say this though, Mike. So. Although Tampa Bay's game that's important, absolutely, it's not nearly as important as the other five games: the Florida games, Columbus, and the New York Islander games. Oh, yeah, All those, what, yeah. The Islanders play the day before against the Capitals. Oh, they they're gonna be hurting, man. But the Flyers do play the the night before. They also they both play. They're both playing back to right. back nights. But so so the Flyers play the Panthers, but the Islanders play the Capitals. Yeah. I think that's a and then the cap then the Islanders go home, they're home for the mm, Flyers okay. game. Unfortunately, yeah. it's Brooklyn, but yeah. Okay, so Flyers, yeah, it's we'll, we'll see what happens. It would be I think it's going to be an interesting game. Even yeah, Florida's playing back to back nights as well. Yeah, they're playing the Devils in New Jersey. Okay. Um. All right. So that could be huge for many reasons. It and also Toronto too, because they're. Still in that wild card chase as well. Mm. Even though they're third right now, but if they were to fall off, they're still a cup. Yeah, there's a three point difference between the Flyers and the Panthers at the moment. Only a point difference between them and the Maple Leafs, who have 66 points. So these are also key games for the Panthers, too. So these are going to be re- uh, this week is going to be hopefully, hopefully really fun games to watch. Yeah, because you're going to get playoff atmosphere. Hopefully the Flyers are playing like they did in uh, Washington, of, as close as they can get to a full of sixty minutes. Mm-hmm. No shutouts. Hopefully shut out. We don't get shut out. <laughs> because this Florida team. It's a two. It's my two sleepers this season. Yeah, they're playing each other again. Yeah. Round one went to Florida. See how round two and three go. Yep. With having said that, Jeffrey, prediction time. Actually, sorry. Oh. Uh, 
we didn't do our fun uh, sassy tweets. Oh, we did it. You're right. The tweets well, of the nights from last night's yes. Flyers and Capitals game. I got to bring up mine again. I had mine open, but I ended up closing it out. <laughs> Man. <laughs> All right. I got to go back. I'll you bring up mine up? first, yeah. Because I got to find this one. Because the, f- f- the 14 seconds separated. Uh, there you go. Uh, goals two and three, or was it three and four for the Flyers? Two and three. Two and three. Yeah, because it was first Raffle from Couturier. yeah. Then it was Couturier coming down shortly after, and smartly, Reardon did pulled a Dave Hackstall and put the fourth line after they got scored on, which was facing. The Couturier line, which featured, as mm-hmm. we mentioned before, Claude Drew and Jacob Borchek, who uh, had a good, uh, what was it I said? Eight points combined? Yeah. Uh, but Reardon was uh, blasting into his team. And uh, someone had tweeted that uh, that coach is mad, at which Charlie O'Connor responded. He actually had two of them. Uh <laughs> Maybe he shouldn't have sent out Nick Dowd out to face Sean Couture, Claude Drew, and Jake Vorchick. Just saying. <laughs> it's true, though. Like, And just before that, he said, I mean, that's just bad coaching. Simple as that. <laughs> Especially with the Eller line doing so well against them in man, the first period, right? Man, Charlie's brutal. Um, but because he had a little thread <laughs> going of how... Because it started with, okay, why did the Caps throw their fourth line out there on the ice... Right after that goal, Katuria line comes out and absolutely tortures them <laughs> for another one. <laughs> it's true, though. Oh, man. Because awesome. Reardon was blasting into his team, which even though, as Charlie kind of mentioned there, the reason why you got scored on was probably because of who you put out there against the, line, uh, against the Flyers' top line. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, that's going to happen. If you put your fourth line against that line, it's going to happen. If you put your four, a fourth line up against the first line, it's always going to happen. Exactly. Even as good as a, a, a fourth line you can have, mm-hmm. it's not comparative to a first, a first line. line. No, because it's called a fourth line for a reason. <laughs> yes. Um, so we, that was We tweets. know this because we had the deal with Dave, with, uh, Dave Haxtell, who would always do that after a goal was scored and put the fourth line out there. Yeah. So that was Sassy Tweets, technically one and two. Yes. Here's Sassy Tweet three from an unexpected source, Dave Isaac. So he tweeted a couple of days ago that Nolan Patrick was on the ice with skills coach Angelo Ritchie before practice begins. If he stays for practice, would be his third straight day on the ice with his teammates. Some bold fan decides to comment, if what I've heard is correct, if he practices today, he'll play tomorrow. No need for any kind of conditioning stint after missing the entire season up to this point. I feel like that just has to be a flat-out sarcastic comment because of how just ridiculous it is. But then Dave comments back, and considering he should be fresh, he's actually going to play all 60 minutes, so they'll only change the other four skaters. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Actually, the, the best is... Timmer Day. You can just Oh yes. Timmer Day. His tweets from last night, man. Oh my god. <laughs> Would you like the inlandness, Mike? Well the one is 
uh, he was responding to a Broad Street Hockey tweet that said, "When you attempt to throw a hit, but you just en- but just end up taking yourself out in, uh, in the end," which was <laughs> was a response to um, a hit. A hit of capital was trying to put on uh, Vorchek, but he Vorchek swerved out. He hit his own player and then ran into the boards, which the official uh, linesman was right there as well. And then Tim Roday res- uh, responded with a gift that said, we are laughing, we are laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> but the Twitter tonight goes to um, his tweet saying, because uh, it was uh, Ryan Gilbert's say, uh, just showing a uh, response to Ron Gilbert, uh, Ryan Gilbert, uh, which just shows Todd Reardon legging into the cap, uh, Capitals. And Timber Day said, imagine getting bitched at for 30 seconds from Kevin from the office and you're in front of your home crowd. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is, but also the best part, he does look like Kevin Malone. <laughs> I'm and the sorry, other but that's the greatest thing ever. And then Timber Day th- uh, did a Michael Scott. Oh, no, no. Uh, he said, "Here's the deal. I'm the best there. Uh, the best there is. Plain and simple. I wake up in the morning and I piss excellence. Ricky Bobby, <laughs> Claude Giroux. <laughs> oh my god, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, oh boy. Uh, all right, Mike. <laughs> With that." <laughs> I feel like we need to get to prediction time. Okay. Woo! But that, those were the so- uh, the, 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 um, <laughs> the tweets of the night. Those are the tweets of the night. My God. Well done, boys. Well done. Well done, Flyers Twitter. I love it. Um. So, do you want to do both games? Yeah, this why not? Because they're back to back. And I'm honestly not sure the next time we'll podcast. Yeah. Uh, probably Wednesday or something like that because we tend to do that. We'll just be bored and say, you want a podcast? Yeah, sure. why not? Sure. Because it usually just happens the day of. Honestly. It literally does. Or like the day after. Yeah. It's like, hey, podcast. All right. <laughs> um, all right. So first game is tomorrow at home in Philly, which is nice. Mm-hmm. 7 p.m. start. I'm saying this. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm thinking they're going to split. I can honestly see that. Um. So it's seven o'clock start NBCSN. I'm gonna say they lose in Florida against. Sorry, NBC Sports Philly. I say they lose against Florida and beat the Isles. Oh I wait, shoot. We're, we're doing oh, right. Sorry, I, I'm I'm thinking for whatever reason we're doing the other Florida game as well. No, no, no. Yeah, uh, not with it. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm saying it's gonna be a three-one Flyers loss. The third goal is gonna be an empty net. For which game, Florida or Isles? Florida? Gotcha. Uh, who scores for both teams? Uh, the Flyers' long goal I'm going to give to Drew. All right. Just because I think because he got that monkey off his back. Love it. He's going to just be on fire now. No, for um, sure. That's definitely reasonable. And for Florida, I am saying – I just need to bring up their lineup real quick if I can find Florida. There you are. <laughs> Uh, Barkov, Huberto, and Yando gets the empty netter. Okay. I do think it'll be a close game. I just think it, 
Yeah. As as kind of shown by the score, since it's a three-one the loss go, or the third goal being an empty netter. For the Flyers and Islanders, I'm saying it's a four-two Flyers win. Okay. I say. Barzell gets two. Oh, that's a good choice. And uh, for the Flyers in that one, Vorchek, uh, Konechny, Watts, and let's give Frost a goal. Frosty. Mm-hmm. Um. And Wendy should really get on to a uh, promotional thing for the Flyers that if Morgan Frost ever scores, that you should get a half off Frost. Frosty. Yeah, I agree. Kind of like with the Sixers every time. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I like that. Just partner up with Morgan Frost. All right. Your and and he hand delivers it to you. Yes. <laughs> but again, I hope I'm wrong. The Flyers need Right. So you said, what, 4-2? 4-2, Flyers win in at, uh, against the Islanders. 3-1, okay. the Flyers lose at home against the okay. Panthers. Um, so... Because, uh, again, kind of going back to the idea of that other Florida game in Florida. It was a bad one. I actually have them do it because I, I almost want to do that one, too. But we, we don't have to because the reason being is I have a feeling that the Flyers are going to split the Florida games. Okay. But I have them winning away and losing at home to the Fl- okay. uh, Florida Panthers. Um, I won't go into that. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. road game, but I, I, that's just my feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll lose to Florida. I think it could be kind of an ugly 4-2 game. A little back and forth, back and forth type action. Mm-hmm. But really, it's going to come down to the wire and Noel Achari. Are he, you saying there's going to be any empty netters or no? No empty okay. netters, just an uh, uh, insurance goal. Okay. But Noel Achari is just going to be a pain. And no, You know what? It's going to be the Noel Chari, Brett Connolly show. Because Brett Connolly is a big time flyer killer. He is. Connolly's going to get three points for the Panthers because that's just what he does against the Philadelphia Flyers. So Connolly's going to get probably a goal and two assists or two goals and assists. Uh, Noel Chari, he'll get a goal. Probably Jonathan Huberdeau will get a goal. So it will be, you know, I'll do this. Brett Connolly, two goals and an assist. Noel Chari, a goal. And Huberdeau, the the fourth goal. Uh, for the Flyers, Claude Drew staying red hot. He'll get a goal. And uh, Hollywood Hayes, he'll get a goal. So that will be 4-2 there. For the Islanders game, the Flyers, they're going to come out pissed. They're going to, you know, say, we need these points bad. We need to catch up. So Florida's not... The worst team to lose to, but it's not the greatest. The Islanders game is almost more important. They're going to win that one. 5-3. It's a bit of a high-scoring game. It's going to go kind of back and forth, but then the Flyers are going to kind of take charge yeah. in the third. Uh, Drew, again, staying red, red hot. He's this the, the, the fact that he got three points against Caps, getting his monkey off the back and everything... Yep. We're going to flat-out dominate these next two games. A loss for the first one, but a win for the second one. He's going to get a goal and two assists uh, against the Islanders. Uh, Sean Couture will get a goal. That's two goals there in the Flyers' 5-3 victory. Um, You'll have... Well, this is kind of a big if. If he plays, Shane Gossesbear will get a goal. So that's three. 
Um, Sandheim will get a goal. That's four. And Scotland will get the fifth goal. No empty netters. Um, I got another prediction. Alrighty. Who starts which game? Well, how soon is Hart ready to go? I don't think he's that ready. Okay. For so uh, I don't think he's so that ready assume, for tomorrow. So I don't. Right. I doubt he's ready for tomorrow. But let's assume that he's not. Um, well, let's do this. Let me see if I. I don't think I don't know if anyone's mentioned who's starting for the Flyers tomorrow. No, like I said, um, they have the day off, so I. True. You're not going to hear anything. Um, they might have like a morning skate, but even then, I don't know if they're. Right. Not, uh, so be, I'd assume that might that not be mandatory. So I don't know. Right. You I might doubt not it know is. until the actual uh, pregame skate. Right. Um, I I think Elliot could get the start against Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh you know what? Uh, no, 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 no. Well, let's do this. Alex Lyon will get the start at home against the Panthers, and Florida. Or sorry, not Florida. I keep saying that. Uh, the Islanders. It will be Brian Elliott with the start. Uh, that's just my gut feeling. Kind of give Moose a little bit of a break. Um, but for the Islanders, though, I'm actually going the opposite. Okay, I, I was going to go that way. Yeah, but just thinking strategically, going later sure. in the week. Absolutely, I'm actually thinking Lion tomorrow, and then Elliot. I mean, sorry, Elliot tomorrow, and then Lion. I see why because you want him well rested for Tampa. That and also you can I can th- then I, I'm fine with if you want to start him in. Florida and then and Tampa and Tampa. Too. Okay, I like that. Uh, also, that's also not saying if Hart can go by Tampa, right? Because I think Hart could potentially go by back by Tampa, but that would be a tough first start. So I don't back. think he'd get the start back. So I think he'd just yeah. be the backup. I, I think you'll realistically see Carter Hart next week against Columbus yeah. at home. Yeah, that's I my agree. prediction. But I, the only reason why I say that is because this week is so jam packed with games. Yeah, an extra day off when it hurt for Elliot, no. and I'm fine if you want to give him. Because he did play pretty well last night. If you want to kind of reward him with a game here, a game tomorrow night. Because it's really both teams are, you can argue, are uh, both battling. So they're both going to be tough games. You're going to need both goalies. But to me, I just kind of. Right. That's just my thinking. If just kind of. Strategically wise, going later in the week, if you can give Elliot at least two days off, I'd I'd fine with it. Um, and then especially so f- at his age, right? I think they'd be uh, great for him, especially since uh, let's see here, he hasn't really been the starter, like the starter, and since the times he's playing so much consistently since Hart's call up, mm-hmm. which has been over a year now, yeah. So. Uh, l- let me ask you this. For the Islanders, is Noah Dobson currently up with the team? Yeah, he is. Cool. So he's going to get a goal. It- it's going to be it's gonna be the Young Bucks show for the Isles in their loss, though. It's going to be Noah Dobson, Kiefer Bellows, and Brock Nelson getting the goals for the Islanders. And Matt Barzell will have a couple assists here and there. Same thing with Josh Bailey. All right. So I think we're both thinking about the same thing here. Uh, a split, and we're both thinking Drew's going to stay hot. Yes. Absolutely. All right. And with that, I think that's where we're going to end it today. Our rare Sunday show, or podcast. Yes, sir. Flyers. 
Panthers tomorrow night, 7 p.m., mm-hmm. NBC Sports Philadelphia at home at the Wells Fargo yes. Center. Hopefully uh, it's a win. Hopefully we'll it's a win. We'll see. Uh, I think we both said losses, correct? Yeah, we did. We did. So, Joy, go us. Yes. Enjoy the um, game. But if you are paying attention to your predictions, our predictions have been wrong lately. Yeah, <laughs> it's not been the sharpest predictions by either of us. So we'll, so, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but again, Flyers, Panthers, 7 o'clock tomorrow night. And Enjoy so, the game. Yep. And let's go Flyers. We'll